Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the ships at sea, welcome back to another episode of the Blind Leading the Blind podcast. My name is Chris. And I am Mike. We welcome you here to the spacious confines of Studio B, the basement of B Ministries, 193 East Church Street in dear old Marion, Ohio. You were breathing like you were going to say something. Nope. Nope. He didn't want to. I don't know why. In any case, we are certainly glad you're going to spend a minute or two, or maybe seven or 20,000, uh, with us. <laughs> Sometimes we just can't shut up. Um, All right, Dan. If, besides listening to us, you would like to have some sort of some sort of interplay, some sort of conversation, you may do so um, in a number of places, one of which is Facebook. You can find us on Facebook at first name Blind Leading. All one word. I'm pausing so you can write this down in case you know you don't remember it or you're old like me. Make a list. First name blind leading all one word. <laughs> Last name the blind all one word. If for some reason you don't like Facebook land, um, you can contact us through email. The email address is blindpod at gmail.com. That's B-L-I-N-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Ta-da. Ta-da. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Just all these digital methods. And, okay, that that was the the chug of Gatorade that was heard around the world. Mystery flavor. I, I haven't figured it out yet. My, my taste buds have not unmisterized the flavor. Unmisterized. I, I can scan uh, the QR code on the on the label and find and, out and, and guess. Put my guess in as to what oh, the mystery flavor is. How interesting. So, Something citrusy, fruity. Huh. Okay. As per usual with Gatorade. Yeah. yeah. This they, is way high in the air. They like I those. want to bring this down here. Okay, you bring your microphone down. I'm all comfortable <laughs> where I am. I, I forgot to adjust all this before we started. We had a little panic attack. <laughs> Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. It's good. <clears throat> I'm going to die. Spray paint my lungs. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else? I think that's it for the, the basics. Okay. Well, it's time for the dead report. Uh, yes, sir, Bob. Oh, this is an interesting one, too. Should be. Bring out your dead, indeed. Bring them out, trot them in front of us. Let us determine if they are truly dead. Oh, before you begin the dead report. Wow. Sorry, I there just was sucking I looked air and everything. beyond you. Yes. And it triggered my memory. I need to find another one of those drinks I sent you a picture of. Oh, yeah, the peach thing. So, so that I can add it to the collection. Okay, there you go. Are you all waiting now for a picture of the peach drink? Whatever it is. You should, you should, yeah, you should do that. All righty. Dead people. Let's talk dead people. Let's do it. First one has been in the last week or so. Yep. A man by the name of Roger Whitaker. Now, you have to be of a certain age um, to remember this. He was a singer. Had this beautiful, thick, almost airy, but powerful baritone voice albums i mean all the middle-aged ladies at beach wall church christ were just enthralled with his voice and um so yeah it's uh he he was uh british um he was actually born in nigeria i found out but then died in paris but he was he was quite old um look him up if you haven't ever heard of roger whitaker give him give him a listen at just a couple of minutes and you'll know what was going on in the 60s in that very soft what we would call adult contemporary music world. 
I was wondering if he was around the same time that Sandy Patty was on the scene. Yes. Yes, that would have been. Yeah, I thought so. And he was. He was not a Christian singer. You, no, but you you said the name, and I went. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard that guy before. Same area. Yeah. Once you hear his voice, you go, "Oh yeah, TV commercial after TV commercial after TV commercial." Yeah, particularly late night. All right, that's number one. Now from here on out, you're going to know exactly who these people are. Okay. And this one I heard today, David McCallum. Ducky. Ducky died. Ducky, no. Uh, and of course, I have when I watched in in CIS, and I would see him, David McCallum, on that show. Mm-hmm. I was always Ilya Kuryakin. What? He was in the Man from Uncle. That's where I first saw him, and he was the Russian part of Uncle. Um, and I, it always just went a little bit sideways for a while when I would watch him on his CIS. Because it just I, didn't make sense. I loved him as Ducky. He was like one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah, he was great. I enjoyed enjoyed that. Lots of acting credits too. He's done. He had done yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. It wasn't just like two shots and he was done there. So yeah, no, he's he's been around for a while. Yep. And then the third one, and I just found out about this in the last hour and a half or two hours. Brooks Robinson has passed away. <gasps> no. Third baseman, Baltimore Orioles. The reason why the Reds. Uh, lost a World Series. It was him. Mm-hmm. He, he absolutely blistered him. Yeah. Just killed him. His defense yeah, yeah, yeah. was amazing. Yeah. But that was back in the Earl Weaver days. So Brooke Robinson has passed away. We will, uh, you know, we haven't seen him play. Of course, he hasn't played in, in decades, but uh, good guy. Yeah. Good man. Good ambassador for baseball all along the way. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Yeah, that is sad. All, all right. right, then. That's all the dead people that I care to talk about. Well, in that case, it's time for news. Which reminds me, we're going to have to get after Mr. Killian again. We're just going to have to hog time, so I'm going to try to bring him in here before we can speak. Yes, I think that's that's a reasonable idea as far as I'm concerned. Pretty sure we can pull it off. Yeah. So if you have ever wanted to be a guest, be prepared for the (laughs) black van and the hoods and throw you in the van and bring you in here. It'll be a tiny white van. (laughs) <laughs> the tiny whitey have thee have thou sports news any sports news Braves won <laughs> yay hey Bengals won what yeah, they Bing- won that game they, last night they won last night 1916 wow that's just I'm, defense came to play I did not listen I was listening to it in the car and I texted you uh-huh. and then I got home and I went I'm not even going to try to listen to the rest of it I'm going to force Wilson to have to check on it <laughs> <laughs> and I did I watched uh, a little bit past halftime then I I started to fade but I was still checking the score and first mm-hmm. thing I did this morning was good for you how buddy how about them apples no major knee snappage on Monday night football Nobody, the curse is over <laughs> yeah well let's hope so <laughs> So, yeah, and Burrow played the whole game. Good. I know so, he was nursing that calf. Yeah, yeah. You could yeah. you could tell that he wasn't interested in running around a whole lot. And other sports news makes my heart very happy. What's that? The Yankees are eliminated from any playoff hope. Oh, we like that idea. Makes me happy. Keep them coming. <laughs> keep them coming. Just keep moving them out of the way. There are probably some Yankee fans out there. In other sports news, there are three teams – and only three teams in the NFL who remain undefeated at this point. Mm-hmm. Who are they? 
I cannot remember all three, but two of them are the Miami Dolphins and the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think number three is an oddball as well. Uh, yeah, it's just weird. It's a weird year. It really is. Dolphins looked. Dolphins are nasty. <laughs> they looked amazing. Yes. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. There's so much happening in sports right now. This is a great time of year. We've it got really college is. football. We've got uh, the NHL's about to start up. Speaking of college football. Yes. Notre Dame almost, uh-huh. almost got them. Almost, but Ohio State came through. Mm-hmm. My boy Jared Parker put a put through put put together a heck of a play book. Yes, he did. Had him had him on their heels. Now, so that so that people know who is who is this Jerry Parker speak of. Uh, Jared Parker is a fellow that I went to school with. He was, I can't remember if he graduated before I became a freshman officially or if his senior year was my freshman year but he was he was the guy that all the young football players wanted to be he said all the you know he was the the star wide receiver had all the year the the records and Mm -hmm. and and went on to the university of kentucky played a little bit of basketball played football there and then started going down the coaching route Um, coached a little bit uh, as part of the coaching staff at uk and then went on through a route of different schools uh one of which being purdue he was the interim head coach at purdue a season or two ago um ended up at west virginia university for a while i've got several cohorts that i played football with who are on staff at west virginia that's really cool um and then now he is the offensive coordinator at the university of notre dame Mm -hmm. so building up quite a resume Doing well for himself. Good for him. That's a beautiful thing. It's kind of fun to have that connection to something. You know someone who's... It is really strange that the tiny little town where I came from, there is such a coaching tree. There's eight, seven or eight people, I think, that over time have gone on and had coaching careers and are coaching. One of them is in the NFL uh, world, Jason Michaels. I'm not sure what team he's with at the moment. Um he was with the Titans for a while. He was with the Niners for a while. Um, so, but there is a long coaching tree from one one small county high school. Yeah, Eastern Kentucky. Yep, it's pretty cool. Really teeny tiny. Um, also from the same area. There's a lot of music artists. Oh, there certainly come, are <laughs> come out of there. Yes, there are music and football. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your life about? Uh, never mind. Okay, then there we yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> well, that explains a lot about me. It huh? runs deep. <laughs> um, so my news, my regular news, is also a sports news. Okay, so I guess I'll make the segue. Go right ahead on. I had another one, but I don't know why it didn't save. Um, but. The Washington Commanders mm-hmm. are being sued by the Native American Guardians Association, which has been trying to get the Commanders to change the name back to the Redskins, in, mm-hmm. in the irony of all ironies. Isn't that great? The lawsuit states, the logo on the Redskins helmet is an actual person. It's Chief White Calf. Every time they go out on that field, they were honoring Chief Whitecalf, and they were battling on the football field with the same honor, integrity, and courage. They should continue to honor that. I think that's great. What, yeah, what we had happen here is 
a bunch of non-Native American people within the organization of the Washington Redskins decided, eh, you know, in this progressive era that we live in, it's uh, probably really offensive that we have the name Redskins. It's a derogatory term. We shouldn't have a team called that. So mm -hmm. they collectively decided to change it. And all the Native American people went, y'all are idiots. You mm -hmm. have no idea what that's for. Mm -hmm. The reason they're called the Redskins, the whole reason that whole thing exists is to honor Native yeah. Americans, particularly Chief Whitecalf. Right. Also, the Cleveland Indians also have the name Cleveland Indians because it was an honoring of the fact that they had the first Native American baseball player. Absolutely. It's interesting that that group is called the Native American Guardians. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. Just sort of I know. Oh, I was what? like, I wonder if the, the Indians changed their name to that for that reason. <laughs> oh, no, it's because of a bridge we have here in Cleveland. That's why. That's, that's like, what yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. to do with that. No. Mm -hmm. The Cincinnati but I just, Brent Spences are next. Yeah. Hey, listen, just a public service announcement. Um, can we stop making decisions for, for uh, other groups of people that we don't ourselves belong to or understand i think that would be a that would be fantastic spectacular if we could just thing. stay out of that whole process that'd be great <laughs> uh i think if we look back through history we've done enough damage that's just well, that's because those people are too stupid to understand that you know we're protecting them right yeah that's kind of how the attitude comes mm -hmm. off folks i'm smarter than you so yeah, i'll protect right. you anyhow that's my news moving right along i hope it changes back by the way if it changes back i will likely yeah, I would. I would. Uh, I will yeah. likely purchase. Yeah. Would that be a potential team for you to go to? You know, maybe. Just because of that. Just fact? because. Okay. Maybe. Something to think about. But yeah. oh, I guess I should throw that out there. Pending the end of this season, depending on how things roll, I am looking at pulling my card. Mm -hmm. This is open to the public. This is public knowledge. I'm throwing this out here to the world announcement right once in your lifetime particularly if you aren't like mr wilson doesn't have the option for this card okay no, no I he not. he picked up his sports fandom at for, birth. for his team at birth and and he has been a Bengals fan since the inception of the organization he's that been is, there from the beginning that is okay? correct he doesn't have this card to pull no currently i'm a bears fan and the only reason I'm a Bears fan is because I lived in a house with a bunch of Bears fans for a while mm -hmm. in my early 20s mm -hmm. and was like, yeah, sure, I'll be a Bears fan. Because I didn't really have a team up until then. I was right. a, a player-specific fan. Sure. Right? And um, so the, the only reason I adopted that team in the first place was just because of the people that I lived with at the time were Bears fans. And I was like, sure, you know, plus the 85 Bears you know, it was the only time they had a good team in the history of the daggone organization, and in, that's the year I was born. And yeah. so I decided, sure, I'll be a Bears fan, whatever. And um, I, I am almost to the point of renouncing that fandom and saying, nope, I'm going to use I'm going to use my once in a lifetime team change, and I will choose a team there that I will hitherto be a fan of till I croak. Better make it good. I'm telling you. Because there, I can tell you, being a, you know, fan of one team for a, you go through a lot. Yeah, sure, an awful lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that but is that, on the table. It is open. 
to, for discussion. If you have a sports team that you are a fan of and you have a particular reason why you think that if I were to pull that card, I should come over to your side of the table, mm-hmm. I bid you all, please send me information on why I should be your team, mm-hmm. why I should join your club. Um, send them out. Give me yeah. reasons. Just this, 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 yeah. Yeah. It may or may not be on the table, so there we go. <laughs> yeah, we're going to watch this season with a certain degree of interest. In news other than sports, yeah, sure. Um, there is a spacecraft satellite, basically, or a, a spacecraft called the Osiris Rex. Yes, <clears throat> the Osiris Rex has gone to an asteroid mm-hmm. by the name of Bennu, B E N N U, and has in in a very cool the way the way it's been described just kind of a touch and go mission Mm -hmm. it spent a couple years orbiting orbiting this asteroid collecting data Mm -hmm. and then did a touch and go grabbed some stuff has and is is now going to do a flyby or actually has i think at this point already uh done a flyby and dropped off from this capsule a, a a box, basically. Sure. About the size of a mini fridge. Sure. And has dropped it off in the desert in Utah so that that material can be studied. Sure. Um, I just think that's absolutely fascinating that we're going to, that we've done that. Yeah. Um, and there, there are people whose careers are being dedicated to that kind of effort. Oh, yeah. And this doesn't happen in like three months and then they move on and you sure. know, go study the Rubik's Cube. Yeah, no. Um, it's 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 really neat. That's some cool space news. Yeah. So, yeah. All kinds of potential uh, learning to be found there. Oh, oh um, yes. Particularly in the interest of the health of our planet. Uh-huh. Um, if they can figure out the makeup of said material, uh, then we can look forward to how to destroy and or disperse said material in the event of a cataclysmic mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Bruce Willis type movie uh, intervention. <laughs> Send some oil well drillers and drill a hole down in it and drop a nuke in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, blow it up. <laughs> that's why do why does why does America want to study asteroids so we can learn how to blow them up? That's yeah. that's pretty much where that's, that's going. We got to just have Randy Quaid come back and you know fly right into it. Yeah, and, and then ex- and then what's going to happen is here in about a couple of weeks we're going to hear about some random secret research lab in the desert that is now a ghost town and everyone's dead and they don't know why it's because of what they brought back from the asteroid yeah, could that's, be that's what it is you never know the never next know. movie is being written as it, as we speak <laughs> uh, it's, or it's full of dinosaurs the other news i think i remember it um i, I don't know what happened to the article i might be able to find it real quick it was uh it was another sports one um uh, let me see if I can. I think this is the page where I found it. Let me scroll, scroll, scroll. Um, come on, it wasn't that far ago. Wasn't that far ago? Yeah, Fargo. Fargo. Hey. Where's Fargo? I know where Fargo is. Fargo's a, up the road up 61. Yes, there is a Fargo, Ohio. <laughs> there is. It's right hey. up the road. He told um, me about this. Oh, I can't find okay. it. Any, anyway, this this news was in regard to uh, Coach Sanders, also uh-huh. known as Coach Prime. Uh-huh. Uh, he has officially filed 
uh, and trademarked uh, oh, no. a handful of terms, phrases. Uh, one of them being Coach Prime. Another one being, uh, oh man, now I can't remember. There's there's like five or six phrases that are included in this mm-hmm. um, that he has trademarked. And I'm assuming will be in a clothing line coming soon. <laughs> would be my assumption. Oh, I would think so. Um, Some way to monetize it. Sure. Um Anyway, he's trademarked that stuff. Uh, another attached sort of news to that is that uh, rumors are flying around that um, Warren Sapp yes. will be joining the coaching staff under Coach Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in some way, shape, or form, makes my heart really happy. I'm glad to see him in the game still. Uh, yeah, because he kind of disappeared off the face of the earth for a while. Sure did. I'm glad to know that he was okay. Do you know if he is of the same Sap family as all the gospel singers? I do not know. I've always wondered that. Hmm. By the way, here is a ceramic violin made around 1710, now housed at the National Museum of Ancient Art in Libsen, Portugal. It looks That's like a saucer. Beautiful. It's 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 blue. It it's got a Delfty almost Wedgwood type feel to it. It's gorgeous. It's uh, blue and white and is made out of porcelain. Mm. No ceramic. Sorry, ceramic. Oh, not, not not porcelain. Anyhow, sorry. That's pretty cool. That's all the news I got. Okay. One more. Okay. Elon Musk. Yeah, my guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Weird, but my guy. I have lost my... Your guyness? My guyness for Mr. Musk. Yeah. He is now deeply involved and is promoting a uh, uh, binary brain interface. Yes. I find that to be extremely disturbing. Do you? Don't on one hand tell me that we need to be cautious of technology like AI uh-huh. while you're developing your own brain interface. Um, I, I find the nefarious uses for that to be legion. There's the best word for it. Legion, for all you Bible scholars. Look that up. But, <laughs> but, but why? Um, there already is technology that be that that is showing um, uh, an interface between an individual's thoughts and then producing that someplace else. Sure, I find that frightening. Why? Because I don't want people to know what I'm thinking about them. I don't want you know, Chat GPT bubbles. <laughs> no, I, I don't. You I, don't want Chat bubbles of your thoughts. I don't think anyone wants to have their thoughts recorded by anything, anyone, anywhere. Okay. Do you? No. Okay. Uh, this is, uh, it's, 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 it's a little frightening. The same, along the same line, by the way, with AI and Amazon is uh, going to include with Alexa um, a chat, B, chat GPT function when you can just look at, a, at your Alexa device and go, I want to have a conversation. Sure, and, and it'll carry on a conversation. Carry on a conversation. Yeah. All the while, recording your voice, your speech pattern, uh-huh. 
and all of that. Sure. Which is already being recorded in a dozen oh, yeah. different places. Sure. But this is just over over the. I mean, this is at some point you got to go. No. You have to look at Mr. Musk and go, what are you doing? Don't quote Einstein to me and then go ahead with this research. Sure. You are, to me, it feels quite duplicitous. It feels like he's trying to pull a fast one. To me, and it could be that. It could be that. To me, I see it as someone who is... uh, Ex- mm. Mm. extremely ADD I guess is the best way I can put it oh absolutely and like like I I know that this is bad yes but I can't stop making it because <laughs> it's fun this is amazing we gotta be real careful with it but this is nuts just because we can doesn't mean we I'm should I'm aware I'm aware. I am fully aware of that. I, you know what? You, when you said nefarious uh, applications were abounding, legion, as you put it, yeah. you know, the, the, the very first thing that popped in my head was? What? You capture some crazy terrorist guy that's the head of an organization somewhere. Uh-huh. You want information. They're not going to get They're going to make you kill them. Guess what? You hook them up to that brain computer, and now they don't have a choice but to tell you. And now they don't have a choice. That's right. Now they don't have a choice. We win. Are we going to <laughs> are we going to convict people based upon their thoughts? Woo, son. Woo, we'll just son. crossed over into that whole world, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm just saying. Because you may as well just the, shoot me now. Think of the books that can be written. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Oh, goodness gracious. And probably. R? <laughs> R. I just have to. It's probably, what's his name? David. Balducci I was or, thinking George Orwell. <laughs> yeah, Tom Clancy. Uh, interestingly enough, today I learned something. I, I knew that, sort of knew that such things existed, but I didn't realize they were regularly in play at this point. So, nanites. Are you aware of what a nanite is? No, what is a nanite? N-A-N-I-T-E? A, yes. A nanite is a microscopic robot that is in play mm. nowadays. Mm. They launch this little robot in your body. Yeah, we're good there. And let it go around. And particularly one application that I was being told of today was that they put all these little nanites in your brain and they run around fixing electrical synapses. You know, I have read something about that, yeah. And helps you think better, clearer, faster, all that good stuff and I'm just sitting here I cannot stop thinking of every Transformers movie I've ever watched Mm -hmm. I'm like that is the perfect Decepticon Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. like woo anywho the robots are gonna it's not the zombies guys it's the robots yeah telling you yeah alright that's all I got that's all the new stuff we got. Let's just go, let's get on with new. Go, go Post-apocalyptic beyond. podcast. Yeah, Here we come <laughs> from from it. a from a weird disc-shaped object in the yes. Indian Ocean. Yes, let's go. Pirate radio. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure we'd be allowed in the Indian Ocean. <laughs> 
uh, okay, we'll take we'll we'll take off the off the coast of Britain. There's there's a handful of them over there. Oh, there's already one on a. Never mind. Yes, there yeah, is. I'm aware. <laughs> uh, there's a whole series of of structures out in that ocean off the coast of Britain, and uh, most of them are being uh, are the home of pirate radio yeah. broadcasts. Yeah. Um, fun facts. The world is full of fun facts. Indeed. Fun fact me. From the state of Oklahoma. Oklahoma. At a Sonic drive through <laughs> Okay. Oh, boy. Just, just adding layers. <laughs> oh, boy. Two fellas got in a fight. Okay. As happens at a Sonic. Yes. drive through Even yes. in Oklahoma. Well, during the course of this disagreement, it became physical. And one of these individuals somehow, and they're not even really sure how, wound up with a flagpole in his hand. A whole flagpole? A flagpole. Um, or, or at least about 12 feet of one. I was going to say, how do you get one of those out of the ground? Well, somehow or another, he wound up with about 12 feet of flagpole. The top of which was, of course, still attached to an American flag. Oh, boy. He proceeded in his wrath, mm -hmm. his ire, to impale his combatant through the mouth and up through his right eye. Oh, with this flagpole, with the American flag still attached. I have no idea why I find this humorous, but I do. Um, uh, there, of course, the, 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 the medics and EMTs and such, they had to cut the flagpole down because it couldn't get the whole thing into the ambulance to take him off to the hospital. Sure, sure. But in all of this, there are going there are charges that were filed. Hospital? Is he still alive with yeah. the flagpole? Yeah, he's going to live. What? He's going to lose this vision in his right eye, and he's going to live. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I hope he gets a half-face tattoo of an American flag. Like forehead to jaw on that side, oh, right over the if, eye hole. If ever, if ever an important figure dies, though, he has to walk the rest of the week bent over at the waist, you know, half mass. Anyway, <laughs> just to make it more interesting, there is some discussion about the jurisdiction for charges, because the individual doing the stabbing was a Native American individual. The individual receiving the stabbing was not. A Native American individual. <laughs> so now there is a discussion between the tribal judicial system and the standard political, you know, judicial yeah, yeah, system in yeah. the in the in in the area about who's going to get to charge this crazy stabber flag guy. They, they, you know, they could pull the whole card out of their back pocket and be like, "Listen, under Native American rules, stabbing a dude through the chin and out through the eye is pretty standard for settling an argument." Yeah. <laughs> so can you I, I want to hear the conversations. I want to be in that room. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. So there you go. Dateline, Oklahoma. Wow. And uh, we thought Florida got weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of the ocean, my fun fact. This isn't about a whale. No, it's not. It's about a snail. A snail. If you will look at your mobile device, I sent you a picture just now. I will. So that you can have a visual reference of the animal I'm describing. Okay. There it lives in the ocean, probably one of the coolest animals that I've ever seen. Snails in particular. Mm -hmm. It is a snail. It is a volcano snail. The cool thing, the best thing about the volcano snail 
in my mind, is that it looks exactly how you would imagine a volcano snail to look. It very much does. There's, so this reads at the bottom of this little blurb here on this picture. It says, there's a snail in the depths of the Indian Ocean that exclusively eats volcano water. Interesting. It has the largest heart of any snail. Aww. The shell is made of iron, and its foot is organometallic plate mail. So, somehow, this snail, because of what it consumes, volcanic water, picks up the iron ore, I'm assuming, particulates that are found in volcanoes. Oh, absolutely. And so, therefore, its shell becomes metalized, mm-hmm. and it, it has plate mail armor that grows out of its body mm-hmm. in the form of metallic scaling uh, that protects its body it looks the snail itself looks like uh the 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 tail uh swoop on a samurai helmet yes it does the the shingle stack armor plating on a samurai helmet um the thing looks wicked um and it is yeah it's it's awesome Hmm. so now you know that there's a volcano snail, and it looks exactly like a volcano yeah. snail should look. That's pretty cool. That's a that's a very I, I there's some bio stuff there I want to dig into. Uh, yeah, because it has metallic properties. Yeah, I don't know of any other animal that does. I'm I'm currently stuck on obsidian. That must hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give myself. You should. You should. I'll you should. You should own that one. Um, no. I, okay. You know, one of the worst lacerations that I've ever seen in my entire life came from obsidian. Oh, I'm, that stuff. Mm-hmm. It is nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. I want some. You can get it. I know it's mm-hmm. expensive. Though. Yes. Yes, it is. I've never found any. Well, probably won't around here. I was saying, very <laughs> unlikely you would find any laying around in Ohio. But, uh, Most of what I've found around here, the closest thing to anything like that would be chert. And there's a little bit of actual flint, but most of it's chert. Have you been napping? Still nappable. Yeah. yeah. I have not. I have attempted napping a time or two. I do. I, yeah. Yeah, I need some instruction is yeah. what I need. There's probably a YouTube video out oh, there. Oh, I have. Yeah. There's, oh, oh trust me. I've, I've, I've. Yeah. Many of the I'm, same people that I uh, that I use for research in other uh, outdoors bushcraft yes. type information, uh, many of them also participate in flint napping. So um, most of the people that I gravitate towards in that world tend to be on the more traditional side because mm-hmm. there's a whole another side to that whole thing that's completely modernized um because you can do the same stuff with power tools <laughs> a yes, lot you faster can. Yeah. <laughs> um, but i tend to gravitate towards um you know the people that that are ultra uber traditional mm-hmm. 
in, in how they do things. And so I got to use a little bit of that skill today. It was fun. Were you fashioning arrows to? No, I was building grills for speakers, oh, okay. custom speaker grills. Uh-huh. And uh, the boss hands me a sander from like 1936. <laughs> and about 20 minutes into sanding, it blew up. Okay. The whole head went flying off of it. It oh, just really? separated. That's cool. The foam pad. Is that, yeah. It was in the 70s. Uh, yeah. Maybe not that old. 80s, 90s. Rotary, rotary or belt? Rotary. It was okay. a, it was an orbital sander. Yeah. But it, it was uh, one of the old uh, Porter Cable ones back when Porter sure. Cable made, made, tools. made tools that were actual tools. Um, and uh, But apparently it, it got used a lot about 20 years ago and then sat in a garage for the last however many years. Yeah, that's not so good. And um, so, yeah, I was just sanding away and the head went, exploded everywhere. He was like, you broke my sander. I was like, I didn't break anything. Your sander just broke. Stop giving me old junk. <laughs> and I was like, that's cool. I'll do it by hand. That's a lot to do by hand. I was like, nah, let's go find something to do. I'll take care of this. Yeah, I got it. So <laughs> I, I sanded two hand-built four-foot by two-foot speaker grills mm-hmm. um, by hand. Mm-hmm. And it's good for you rounded all the corners and beveled everything and there were lots of wow type comments good <laughs> and then i yelled at an old man hey cuz uh he started doing stuff and i was like no 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 don't touch that just just leave it i'm i'm not done yet well, well you don't need to do anything else it's time to paint it no it's not so I start wiping the thing down with a wet rag. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what are you doing that for? Oh, my. I said, so I can raise the grain. He's like, well, what are you doing that for? So I can sand it again. Well, how much are you going to sand it until it's right? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's how we did things here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, when you use a power sander, you don't necessarily have to do all that. Oh, but never mind. I'm shutting up. I am going to continue on with things rather than just delve into a rabbit hole. Anyhow. The make a no good. Yes. I, I said many times today as I stood back and admired my beautiful, smooth, sanded edges and corners and went, Ikea ain't got nothing on me. Uh, of course not. Given enough time, I'm fairly certain I could put together a pretty good piece of furniture mm-hmm. if I had the time. Mm-hmm. But it takes time. Yes, it does. And sometimes tools. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's what I got. <laughs> People are going, are they ever going to move on? Is there ever going to be anything else here? Uh, by the way. If you stop uh, caring, come back. For the record, it is 9.04 p.m. currently. In the, in the night evening. On a Tuesday, not a Monday, it's when on, we normally record. There it is of a Tuesday. Of a Tuesday. Having a darling corned beef of a Tuesday. Yeah, because there was volleyball. That there was volleyball practice and a cross-country meet at the same time. Yeah. Uh, no, there was volleyball game last night, yes, and yeah, both of us were attending the volleyball I, game. I was there. Um, and tonight there was volleyball practice and a cross-country meet at the same time. Cool. Um, Thursday there's also a volleyball match and a cross-country meet at the same time. How and about them Saturday there is a volleyball tournament, and I'm <laughs> pretty sure another cross-country meet at the same Almost time. Almost certainly. It's fun. 
I can't wait till cross country's over. <laughs> and we get back to one sport. Yep. We can all just go do one sport now. Six yeah. days a week, but we can all go do one sport now. Well, she ain't playing. <laughs> Anyhow, there we go. So, what do you want to talk about tonight? Are we are we in a place where we want to talk about something here? Uh, we should talk about something. I mean, that's why we're here. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we could leave it at fun. It's, it's, we could leave it and just send this episode right here. It's it's our own little mental moment of just having fun, <laughs> talking about stuff that interests our brain. Thanks yeah, for checking in. See you later. Bye. I'm just going to hang out and chat and record yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, that might, never mind. <laughs> we should do that once and just don't tell we, anybody. I think we did that once, didn't we? Uh, possibly. I don't know. Early on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you had mentioned there were a couple of things that you were thinking about talking about, but you weren't sure. And I wasn't happy with them because I really kind of talked about them already. Okay. And there's not, it's it's not that, it's not that thick. Okay. It's not, uh, it, what I talked about was past, present, future, you know, living in the moment. And it's, anyway, that all, that all's there. I mentioned to you something that was posited to me as a possible subject matter for podcast episode. Yes. You want to go ahead and stick our toe in that door? Well, we can. Um, I don't fun. know that we have time at nine o'clock already that to go full on all the way through it. Well, let's let's go here. Um, Do you want to generalize and then we'll hit some specifics? We'll turn it into another series. You okay. know how people like series. Look, do you just want to do it, or you want to tell me how to do it? Just, Would you rather just? I, I mean, I'm come throwing on, out come on. Out I there. start to talk, and the next thing you I'm know, the man's giving me direction and instruction about how it is that he want to do it, and I'm trying to just try to try to move forward and, and and make it good, and then I. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the wrong button. He just doesn't love me the way I need to be loved. Um, <laughs> and there's cheering for that. <laughs> Context. <laughs> that's when you grab the propeller and give it a twist, isn't that? Con no, that's contact. My bad. Anyway. Um, last, last week we talked about, um, you know, uh, almost said your rhythmics. Where did that come from? Your rhythmics? Sorry, Annie. I apologize. <laughs> Hermeneutics. Yeah, Herman. Herman there. there Herman. Herman. Oh, my boy Hermeneutics over yeah. there. My guy. <laughs> ah, so bad. And the... Uh, then we were talking about something that happened in, in Chris's small group, and, and this is something that I think is, one is it's enjoyable, mm -hmm. and if it doesn't become a distraction, then it's, it's I think, very valuable. And I, I, I've learned this along the way through, through lots of different ways. And that's, and that's the cultural or historic context within which books of the Bible are written. Now, specifically, we're going to narrow it down, I think, this evening to letters of Paul. Well, we could do that. Or the, uh, the other idea I have is just to sort of generalize uh, Hebraic culture in general during the time the Bible was. So we're going to go these Old Testament were, now. Well, it's still the same culture. It's just a couple hundred years apart, or a yes. thousand. Culture pre-diaspora is very different than post yes now the diaspora that's the dispersion of the jews across yes you know great term. we know diaspora diaspora yes it's a yeah yeah um 
So what, what do you think? Should we go ahead and start hitting focusing in? Sure. Or should we generalize first and then focus? Well, let's, let's generalize because, you, you know, generalize is probably in charge of this right now. Generalize. I kept them. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> By the way, uh, you. <laughs> what did I do now? You have got me uh, looking into a world that I know nothing of. Okay. But I have started peeking into that world. Oh, no. What is it? And and I am, I'm, I'm, there's a there's a there's a large learning curve, um, and that is the world of uh, all things maritime. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, you have piqued my interest uh-huh. and launched a couple of things across the bow, as it were, our, our, and I caught them. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I one of the forums that I have peeked into. Um, I saw a photo of an old sailor uh, with his tin cup, and uh, it said, <laughs> "It said, drink rum <laughs> because no good sea story ever started by eating a salad." Yeah. <laughs> and I went, "Wow, that is a." Speaking of what we're going to talk about, that is a culturally specific thing that a lot of people wouldn't get the significance of that. No. Unless they really understood the, the, the culture of sailors and, and maritime things because it's kind of its own little thing. It, it Very much its own little thing. Yeah. Um, a great deal of context on board a, so a much, ship. So much. There's so much terminology oh. that I don't understand. Yes. And I'm, yeah, you, you have opened another door in my mind, which I will now begin to start bringing things through. Yay. So, are we going to generalize? We're going to generalize. So let's generalize Old Testament first. Okay. Let's talk about Old Testament Hebraic culture. Okay. Now, admittedly, I do not know much of the history of the Jewish or Hebrew people mm-hmm. before we get into Egypt. Okay. And what I mean by that is I understand that there are things that are recorded in the Bible, but the Bible does not record all. Right. And so there's a whole bunch of actual, like, cultural, contextual history mm-hmm. that I know nothing about mm-hmm. from, you know, the garden up to Egypt. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of it is in the Bible, mm-hmm. but I, there, there are other historical cues that I would like to look into. Okay. Like what? I don't know exactly. Okay. Honestly. I, I understand how the culture works simply based on the Bible. Mm-hmm. Well, but I want to look into for my own personal, not not tonight. Sure. I'm saying I want to I want to go look into like site specific okay. history stuff okay. for myself. Okay. Because there's all kinds of city names that are rattled off sure throughout the the beginning of the bible a lot of those don't exist anymore right but there um, is historical record of them somewhere mm-hmm. there and, and and there is and there is well okay who are the jewish people god's people god's yes. chosen people yes what did they do that's that's a i mean how did they exist what did they do what did they do to 
to to be a society, to be a culture, to be a group of people. What what did they do? How, how did that happen? These are the questions that I always am, am asking myself okay. about these things. I got you. Okay. First off, I mean, they are a, a genetic race. Okay. They're gen- un- understand that. Yes. That, that's the first thing to they understand. They are genetic people. Um, they are uh, originally extremely nomadic. Um, and these, that's the part I want to learn about. Okay. It's fascinating. Yeah. Much as every other culture was sure. nomadic, yeah. it was just the Canaanites. Okay. Now, all of these people are going to stem from other names in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Canaanites wound up settling in a place that was really good to live in. I mean, really good. They Can- called it Canaan. Canaan. Yes. Yeah. And so they decided, well, we're going to settle here. And they started building cities and such. Now, there are all sorts of other cultures. Um, you know, the Hamites, these people spread out through what we would call um, uh, lower Iran, uh, Lebanon, mm-hmm. Syria, um, and, and, and north. Why did they go mostly north rather than south or west of where they started? Boundaries. Well, bound, natural boundaries yeah. in certain ways. But then there's this Egyptian culture, which is growing yeah. through this whole time. And they, they wound up, as we know, they were masters of the universe. Oh, I mean, yeah. they ruled everything. It was an amazingly advanced culture yeah. um, mathematically, yeah. linguistically. Listen, I can't. It's, it's not aliens. It's not aliens. No. It's Egyptians. No, no, it's not. Listen. <laughs> No, I came across something, and I don't, for the life of me, I don't know why I didn't save it. But I came across an article where I was reading where they have found a tablet from Egypt that has hieroglyphics. Mm-hmm. It's written out. It is literally like four-stage algebra and geometry yeah. drawn out. Like it looks just like a geometry textbook. It's heavy stuff. But it's written in hieroglyphics. And I'm sitting here going, are you kidding me? Like, this is like collegiate level Mm -hmm. geometric and algebraic expressions Mm -hmm. written in hieroglyphics. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Hundreds, if not, I'm not good at timelines, but a long time before Mm -hmm. the Greek folks came coming through. Oh, yeah. Pythagoras and all those guys coming through that, that... you know, we today are like, oh, these guys were the the, the, the uh-huh. guys who made all this stuff. No, mm-hmm. no, this was going on way before they got there. Oh yeah, and it's like, holy cow! And and the question also comes comes out is, how much of that came from, or what we would call Arabia, or the uh, the Ishmaelite race? Sure, which becomes. Um, uh, Muhammad Islam today. Yeah. Well, we know that. But remember, it's it's the Arabian people that came up with even even the concept of zero. There was no zero before they said zero. When you counted, how did you count something? One, two, three, four. Well, the whole concept of having a complete absence of things to count and identifying that as zero. Having a numeric value to, to nothing. That's groundbreaking at that point. 
Yeah. And then you take those, and there was, you know, there's obviously a lot of interplay. Well, you've got, you know, later, you've got the Philistines, mm-hmm. who were a seafaring people. Yep. They were not land dwellers. Um, people say maybe Cyprus, maybe um, Sicily, um, but somewhere in the Mediterranean, and then they began to ex- try to expand their kingdom because at the same time, um, there are. <laughs> Italy is beginning to form itself into little things, little clusters of, of, of cities. Um, becomes greater later on. You know, they're, they're nothing right now. Um, you have to understand, too, that by the time we get into biblical times, places in um, Asia Minor, what we call Turkey today, though there, there are actually Celtic communities. Oh, yeah. All over Turkey. And Nordic. Yes. So... We think of these isolated groups of people, and they were actually not. Oh, no. The Hebrew people were wandering around because that's what it took. If you had flocks um, and if you, you you needed to move to where the food was. Sure, yeah. And that's, that's pretty much what they did. That's why they were nomadic. It's why so many of the other cultures at that time were, were nomads. They wandered around. I think about, I was talking to my kids about this not long ago, and about why, when when God established the setup for the tabernacle, uh-huh. and all the rules, and, uh-huh. and it had to be mobile, because they were a nomadic people. Yes. And, and, the, and previous to that point, they had always been a nomadic people. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, why? I'm like, well, think about it. All of these people were, were shepherds. They, mm-hmm. they had, that, that was the main economic brick upon their society mm-hmm. was 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 flock herd animals mm-hmm. and so they had to constantly move and they were like, why do they have to constantly move because think Absolutely. about having 3000 goats yeah in one spot for more than a week <laughs> yeah you're going to run out of pasture there's nothing there or anymore weeds. they yeah. eat it all yeah and so they had to constantly move right? right and they stuck to the places where there weren't cities so right. no one had a quote unquote claim on the land. Right. Right? Right. And if they got too close to somebody's land, that's when problems started. There was some conflict. Sure. And so, but I was trying to describe this lifestyle, particularly to Noah, because he was trying to understand it. And I was like, well, you know how the other day we were watching this show and it was talking about people who live in Mongolia? He was like, yeah. I was like, and even today in Mongolia, they have guys that live way out on the edge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of the world that's a fascinating mm-hmm. and and they live in these round houses called mm-hmm. yurts and he mm-hmm. was like yeah 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 they have they have horses and they have and they, these big like cow things and i was like yeah they have yaks <laughs> they're called yaks yeah. uh and he's like yeah 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 and i said well it's kind of like those people they lived in tents out on the frontier of the edge of nothing and when the surrounding area was was consumed of food and and drink or if the weather changed and they needed to move they had to pack everything up move mm-hmm. including their house of worship right and, and so obviously previously they didn't have a house of worship right this was a new that's this is just how it was now sure yeah anyhow as sorry a, as we went a, down no, a rabbit a, hole. no that's fine as a biblical example of this look at abraham and lot abraham and lot said there's too many of us here and Abraham said, "Okay, you can you can pick this area with good stuff, and you, we know you know you know there's good pasture, good yep. grazing, sure. or you can pick this other area which is 
further away from people. And Lot chose, of course, the, the good grazing land. And the rest is history. But, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, go read it. Yeah. And, but it's um, uh, purposely separating their families, which would be a small tribe of people. Yes. Um, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people. Well, probably hundreds of people at yeah. that point. But separating them by 60, 80 to 100 miles so that they could nomad and graze their animals. It, they knew we cannot all be in the same area. We're going we're gonna to ruin this area. Yeah. For, for the purpose of expansion. Yes. Because over time, the this hundred and some people that went over here 100 miles away, they're going to keep having babies and keep producing more people. Sure. And eventually those people are going to have to spread out. And then those people are going to grow in one spot, and then they're going to have to spread out. Mm -hmm. and, and the same thing just keeps happening. And mm -hmm. that's how, yeah. So anyway. and, yeah. And, and until an area is found where it's extremely fertile and they can become agrarian, they can become growing stuff um, in good land. Yes. Good soil. It takes a certain amount of things, water. And, um, and, and then they begin to settle and they create other uh, industries, you know, tradesmen, people that build things, people that weave things, people that grow things, people. That's, the, that's, the, that's what happens uh, with the, the Hebrew people after they move into Canaan and they begin to take over the cities and then build on those cities that were in Canaan. Canaan, by the way, being the promised, promised land. land. Yes. Yeah. With the big fruit. With the big fruit. And the big people. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's how Noah said it. It's <laughs> kind of right. <laughs> um, okay. So so we're in Canaan. Okay. And they set up shop. Uh -huh. and say, this is where we're going to be. This is where God said we're going to be. Right. So we're here. Right. Then what? Well, they're building cities. Um, they're creating a stad a static culture, people having to live around each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, it used to be if, 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 if Doug over there was honking you off, he could go, you know what, let's just get our stuff. Let's, let's move 20 miles away. Then I don't have to deal with him. Yeah. I mean, and that's how it was. Yeah. Um, but now they're in cities. They're, they're creating this, this system of people being somewhat dependent upon each other. Um, and of course, in that conflict arise, sure arises, and long story short, you know the, the people, the the citizens in all this are going. Boy, we need judges, it, and then that brings us into it. It 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 necessitates the settling of one place, mm -hmm. in in that static culture, necessitates the need for culture change. Yeah, because now we're not moving around everywhere. You can't just pick up your house and move because you built your house out of wood and stone. Mm -hmm. It's not a tent anymore. Mm -hmm. And so now, well, we have to figure out society. Yes. Right. We we have to figure out how are we going to handle disputes, disputes, or yeah. And so then we have judges, right? They look around at surrounding cultures. And they said, well, these people all have a ruler of ru some kind, some sort of ruling body. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's what we need. Mm -hmm. And so God says, fine, judges. Actually, first God said, aren't, no. I, aren't I enough? Yeah. Well, we want to be 
like everybody else, though. We don't want to be the weird homeschoolers. We want to be like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Had that conversation with my kids. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, so, yeah, so they're like, we want to be like everybody else. So God says, fine, have some judges. Mm-hmm. So they have judges, and the judges are calling shots now. Yeah. Pretty soon, culture keeps expanding, keeps growing. Society keeps changing. Judges become obsolete. They become difficult. Why are they difficult? This, this is what I want to get into. Okay. Cult, cult, culture, culture issues is what I want to get into. Okay. Well, the judges were also very religious for the most part. Yeah. They were brought from a religious teaching. They that's, all were. And then yeah. that's, yeah. Um, so <laughs> they, would, they were not necessarily judging based on pure fact. They were trying to, and, and, and I see it as like someone who's trying to listen to God and go, okay, well, this may not be the best thing for either of you, but this is a really good way to solve this dispute. There's not a winner and a loser. There's a, there's a degree of, in, uh, there's an agreement between you two people. We're gonna, we're gonna get an agreement. So it's not one or the other. It's how can't we all just get along? Ah. Um, and and then I think that was a lot of what the judges were trying to do and say, look, this is what God says. This is what we need to do. Um, now, at the same time, there's all sorts of other laws that are being enacted, mm-hmm. uh, put together by scholars. That, that are, that, that are uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I don't nearly have the years of study on this that you do. Um, Laws that were being enacted that were separate from religious content, <laughs> right? Not attached to religious content. They were attached. They were. They became attached. The whole idea of the Talmud, yeah, yeah, which is a set of laws, sure, um, grew out of the root of God's teachings. Okay. See, my understanding was that there it's was just these people separate. sitting over here making laws, and then they tried to attach them to the religiousness no, afterwards. It, it came from religion. Okay. They became the religion. Laws became the religion. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because they grew out of this attitude of the judges. Okay. Um, and and that's why there is such a, a reliance in even modern-day Jewish culture on studying the Talmud. Um, okay. So that they can understand where they came from. Yeah. See, this is this is why I'm asking you, because I understood it completely backwards. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. How yeah, they yeah. were sort of interconnected within the synagogue and within civil government. Yeah, I've always understood that that the the leaders of the church, church leadership, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. being Sadducees and Pharisees, mm-hmm. because they were among some of the only educated people were also serving in some places in the civil area. Yes, there were two courts. One was the synagogue court. Okay. Um, which was the Sadducees. For church discipline? For discipline in society. Okay. Um, and then there was the separate one, which was purely civil, um, kind of like a civil court. But it was still attached to the synagogue, and these were the Pharisees. They just operated outside the direct bounds of the, of the synagogue. Okay. Um, kind of like, well, I, I don't know of a modern 
Okay, Islamic courts. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, sure. There we go. There's sure. a there's a way to think about it. Sure. Um, so, and, and and the Sadducees and the Pharisees grew out of this kind of Talmudic interpretation and 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 the history of that of that set of writings. Okay. Which are extra scriptural. They are outside of the Bible. They are not the canon of the Bible. They're just not. I don't offend anybody. <laughs> I love it. What? Uh, no, I just, I, I love it. Um, okay, so, so we're at a point where we have judges, and then from judges, we move into... Well, they see neighbors that, that have, the neighboring kingdoms, mm-hmm. that have a single ruler. Um, Seem to be more efficient? um, Or? Don't know. Okay. I I really don't know. Did it it appear to be more powerful? Were they, because there was a single ruler, there was a a focused direction, uh, particularly maybe in terms of conquering other areas, uh, policing their own region? I don't know. Okay. So we, we want a king. We want a king to rule over us. Give us a king. And so God's, we're stupid. Right. So God said, fine, here, have a king. Yeah. So now we enter into the period of time where Jerusalem, uh, not Jerusalem, I'll say Jerusalem. Uh, would it have been Jerusalem yeah, at that yeah. point? Oh, yeah. Salem was the original name of the of that little city. Uh-huh. The, okay. So. And it became Yehu Salem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, I love it. This is why I'm. This is why I'm asking the questions, and you're doing the answering. Okay. Okay. So we enter into a period now where the people of God now have kings, mm-hmm. and we run through all these kings. Mm-hmm. Some good, some bad, some worse. Getting worse toward the end. <laughs> and as we crank through, then we start having. I'm trying to go back through my mind prophets start showing on the scene well, let's let's back up one step okay um saul david sure yeah solomon they were kings over israel okay okay so now we're in country land not just city land no we're very much in country land got it when now okay so so somewhere in there we went from being random cities in canaan to israel mm-hmm when did that happen and why? I don't know. I can't give you a definitive answer about is, the when. Is, is there somewhere in the Bible where God says, now you're going to be a nation instead of a group of people? You are a nation. He always refer, he refers to them as a nation. And, and, and what we would perceive as a nation, it would be very different. It was, a, it was an agreed upon collective, basically. Um, and people wanted, because they were genetically, racially, Separate mm-hmm. in the main, um, they—that's how they identified, and they were just trying to figure out a system of ruling themselves, and that's where the kings came from. Got it. Now, originally, we got remember the twelve tribes are still operating in yeah. their various various duties. We come to this place where one tribe or another goes, and then we're moving on down towards Jehoshaphat and the other. Um, the other kings, mm-hmm. the, the the minor kings, as they're called, sure. Um, after Solomon, and um, the area is being attacked, and much like states 
in, in, in our country, we're getting attacked. Where are you guys? Are you helping? Mm-hmm. I'm in Massachusetts and I'm getting, I'm getting hammered. Georgia, where are you, buddy? Right. <laughs> no, we went about it in sort of a different form, but that was the original discussion even here in America. Sure. Are you going to help me? Right. Um, you know, and, and, and it, it came about differently because then individual tribes started electing or naming leaders mm-hmm. for their tribe. And so now we get the 12 kingdoms um, Judah and the 10 others. Sure. And, and that's when, it, I mean, it's all falling apart because now you've got all these little city states basically. And any invader that wants to come in, they can just, they can, they can just knock those guys around. Sure. Um, and that's when we begin with the first part of the dispersion, the diaspora, where, you know, people are being conquered and taken away as slaves or they're removed from their land. And why were they removed from their land? Because it was good and other people wanted it. Yep. Okay. So. (laughs) Then prophets. Then prophets. Because everything's a mess. And God's sending people going, look, I told you. (laughs) I tell you this, you no do. Okay. No, this, this because you stupid. Yeah. Understand. Listen, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, why are we just, why, why are we discussing this? <laughs> Partly because Wilson and I just love, we geek out we, we love having these types of conversations. If we were sitting on his couch watching football, we'd be having this conversation. That's true. So, and going, why so, don't you go do that? So understand, uh, this is just a normal conversation that we have. But it's important to understand so that when you read Scripture, yes. not only are you putting things in context with what's on the page... But you can now also take what's on the page and set it into a historical setting and understand it culturally, and things start making more sense Mm -hmm. as you read. Mm -hmm. At least that's how it works for me. It really is interconnected. We in our modern society have separated church and state. Sure. And for the vast majority of this time we've been talking about, it's all one. This is just how things were, were, were worked out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. People have a hard time with that because we're Americans in the, in the, in the, in the, the country that we live in. But even a couple hundred years ago, uh, your barber was also the surgeon. Yes. I mean, it wasn't, it's not, we, we have a hard time understanding this. One, because it's on the other side of the world and we're cocky mm-hmm. Americans. Two, we are a relatively young country. Oh, very young. These people we're discussing have been around way before we were ever even thought oh, about absolutely. on the scene. So this is ancient culture here. Mm-hmm. So we, it's true, we as Americans have a hard time understanding this culture. And, but I just want to reiterate the reason we're having these discussions is because when, as you read scripture, sometimes for some people, it can be difficult to understand why why mm-hmm. why it says what it says mm-hmm. you can take it as fact right you can say okay i believe the bible it's in the bible i believe it is truth but in order to really wrap your mind about it mm-hmm. it kind of helps if you understand what was historically happening in the culture at the time well, and and, 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 re- it, and it yeah. gives context to the context mm-hmm. right we talked about last week about how you have uh 
line by line context, then you have chapter context, then you have book context, and you have a whole Bible context. Well, you can now take the whole Bible and put it into historical context, mm -hmm. and you can keep expanding that circle outward, mm -hmm. right? You can go uh, regional context, you can go co uh, country context, you can go nation, like continent context, mm -hmm. all that. You can put the whole thing. And, and you can really, 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 really draw a stark picture of what, wh what, so when you read that scripture, <laughs> all of a sudden, it really means something. And one thing, you know, because I'm sure there are people, oh, well, God said they were disobedient, that's why all this happened. Well, yes, God gave them a very good thing. Mm -hmm. And piece by piece by piece over yeah. centuries of time, uh -huh. they destroyed it by not obeying God. And so God allowed the Philistines. God allowed yeah. the, the, the rejuvenated tribe of Canaan to come back at them. The, the Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, this was allowed by God because of his people's disobedience. Yeah, they, so these were the consequences. It just didn't happen. I told you to stay separate. Yes. And you refused. Yes. I told you to be something special because that's who I wanted you to be. And you didn't want to do that. You just kept wanting, they, they wanted to assimilate themselves. They were looking out mm -hmm. at all the other nations, uh -huh. all the other tribal groups and say, oh, that's a good idea. Let's take some of that. And God was going, no, I told you already. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. So where God starts sending prophets mm -hmm. mainly to the kings, yes, right? Originally, to, yeah. To, to say, Nathan. Uh, to say, hey, bud, yeah. what you doing? Yeah. And, and to, to be fair, when people think about prophets and prophecy, and this will help you understand what prophecy is. Right? Oh, yeah. Prophecy is not soothsaying. Right. It's not telling your future. It's not fortune telling. Mm -hmm. Okay. Prophecy is... God said, mm -hmm. if you do this, there you go. this will happen. Yes. If you do this, this will happen. Yes. Don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> right? This other thing, this if then on the other side, that's a bad if then. Yeah. The if thens that are on that God is saying, do this and it's going to be okay. Right. And this as people do, they did. They didn't just go, you know, hog wild into the negative if thens. They went, okay, I like the if then that's good, but some of this is very attractive. So I'm going to take some of the other if and put it in with my if, with the good if. Yeah. And in a jiffy, as people do. Yeah, that's how people do things, and that's how that that's how the culture and society did things. That's and then they started to affect the direct connection between God, they started to affect the priests. And then you come in with, with Micah and Malachi when, when, when those prophets are just ripping them new ones because they forsook, they gave up on, they quit paying attention to what God was doing and how he had instructed them to do it. Um, and that's when you get into the minor prophets and, and this is at the end, end of things where they're basically going, hey, look, y'all are screwed. Okay. So this is creeping up into towards the end of the Old Testament. Yes. And then, so somewhere in there, it, the Old Testament sort of just stops. 
<laughs> God goes silent. And now, in the what, for lack of a better term, the age of the prophets, right? When God just kept sending prophet after prophet after prophet after prophet. In there, somewhere around the book of Nehemiah, you get a really, really, really good picture of what's mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. in the culture, mm-hmm. right? They're just war-torn. They're just getting hammered from yeah. all sides. Right. Temples destroyed, cities are destroyed, mm-hmm. and, and, and Nehemiah, this, this is an interesting point in the culture because they're sort of in a rebuilding phase mm-hmm. once again, mm-hmm. right? It's not the first time. Right. And... And they were per, they were in slavery. Yes. And and the impact of these people on was it Darius or Cyrus, the Persian leader? D- yeah, Darius Rucker. Yes. Um, <laughs> moved them back to Johnson City. To, no, that's not right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Carolina um, <laughs> said, "Go back." I, I hear you guys talking about this temple, and, and we remember we we hear how great this thing was. Go back and rebuild it. We now, will even the guy, send you people. Th- this is the guy who was holding them slaves. as slaves. And said, okay, go on. And Nehemiah is put in charge of that. How powerful of a kingdom. Now, who were the people holding them? Persians. The Persians. Now, if you wonder how powerful the Persians were in the culture of this time, there's a movie called 300. Go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's toward the end of that period of time. But, yes. Yeah. But, but go Google it. Go mm-hmm. look at it. The Persians... Mm-hmm. Whew, they were a massive force on the face of this earth. Yes, they were. Um, and these people said, think about how powerful of a kingdom you have to have to where you take a nation that you've taken slavery and said, yeah, no, it's cool. Go on back over there and build yeah. your temple. I want to see it. Yeah. Right? You just turn them loose and send them over there. Yeah. Give them money to do it with. Yeah, I could say, what do you need? He'd, okay, go ahead on. Yeah, tell me what you need. I'll make it happen. Yeah. Right? And it's like, what? Uh-huh. And when you look at that and you go, okay, one, can you say favor of God? Yeah. Two, think about how it's just always been baffling to me of, of, of how powerful of a kingdom you have to have mm-hmm. to look at a whole nation of people that you've got captive mm-hmm. and say, no, oh, that's cool. Go on back to where you're from. Now, there's a whole other side of this, that while this is happening, they're being attacked. On, on, there, on a regular basis. They're being attacked. They being the people of Israel who went back to rebuild the temple. They're being attacked in the, in the Jerusalem area. Yeah. Followed by, by probably a lot of these other smaller tribes uh-huh. were technically conquered by the Persians, but they still have their, their remnant. Sure. And they're going, no, 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 no. We remember when you guys were here. You kicked our behinds. No, no, no. We, no, no. we don't want this. Uh-huh. So they're launching small attacks. To the place where the, the builders had to be guarded. Yeah. Yeah, they had to have, if I'm remembering my Bible history mm-hmm. right, the, the, the Persian guy mm-hmm. sends Persian army people to guard them while they're building it. Yeah. So here you... <laughs> In order to also make sure that the neighboring tribes weren't going to get all up in themselves thinking, oh, they let them go. Maybe they'll let us go. No, this, this king went, Mm-mm, it's just them. You stop. I will, I, I will hurt you. Yeah. Stop pestering with them. Yeah. This is my decision. You're going to do it my way. Right. All you other neighboring groups. Okay. So, rebuilding phase. <laughs> right? Yeah. Then 
somewhere in there, the New Testament just stops. Like, what's the last historical thing that happens in the Old Testament? You know, Sorry, I, I said re- New Testament. I misspoke. Yeah, I really don't know what is the last okay. historical I, thing I don't of the either. Old Testament because other than just the, the comp- of, 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 of Babylonia. Sure, the kingdom of Babylon. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's just and, and that's like Turkey area, right? That's over around Turkey? Not quite that far, but yeah, it's, it's, it's in Persia, Babylon. Okay. Tigris and Euphrates River. Mesopotamia. Yes. Okay. So they, <clears throat> this right after. Um, For some reason, when I imagine Turkey, and I, this is why I'm not good at geography, uh-huh. I imagine Turkey as being like way up here. Oh no, it's right next to way, Greece. Way, way, way up here. Right next to Greece. Yeah. I imagine Turkey being like up next to Mongolia. <laughs> it's right next to the mashed potatoes and gravy. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh. Yeah. So Persia kind of changes in and of itself and becomes Babylon, what we mm-hmm. call Babylon. Um, and it's very warlike and very repressive um, to everyone. And even, and and then goes, we let them come back here. Are you crazy? Yeah. yeah you guys are crazy. We're not doing this again. So they start, they take them and they disperse them. They don't just take them back to Babylon. They disperse the Jewish people all over their kingdom, different okay. places. So... One question before we move forward, and I think we're going to lightly tap on Proverbs and Psalms, and then we're going to hop to the New Testament. Okay. Okay? Okay. The Gospels, right? Um, Question. In the Old Testament books of the Bible, Mm -hmm. what we know as the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. not even the Torah, but but the whole, the entirety of the Old Testament. Uh Uh-huh. Do those books historically jump around date-wise, or is it chronological order? It's not purely chronological. Uh, the way we have have it arranged, it is not purely chronological. That's why sometimes you, you look at this historical context of things, and it will help you put books in context with, with each other. I was asked that question, and I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it jumps around. It does. Like, you might be, you know, reading a book that's way later in the Bible, but the setting is way earlier than the other book you read that came first. Um, all right. So, in my Bible, the Old Testament ends, and then you have Psalms and Proverbs, or Proverbs and Psalms. I don't know the order. Well, okay, go ahead. And then you have the Gospels that start the New Testament. Oh, okay. My Psalms and Proverbs are before the prophets in placement in the Bible. Yeah, that's true. In placement in the Bible. But in my mind, this is why I'm having this conversation. That's why my mouth is dropping open. No, no. This this is why we're having the conversation. Because in my mind, those two books yeah. are sort of, don't really fall into the rest of... Oh... But they do. I'm sure they do. This because is the be- wisdom of the kingdom. Right. This is the music and the wisdom of two of the two greatest kings yeah. of Israel, David. Uh-huh. Which is why it falls where it does. Which is? After the history. Uh-huh. And before the... Prophets. The prophets. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Because remember, kings... You go through kings... Uh, first and second kings, and it, these are all the bad dudes. Yep. And then it's like, 
okay, we're going to talk about David for a little bit. It's going to be okay. We're going to remember him. And then his boy, who was just so wise, because he asked God. But sure. Then, we're going to, then that's going to be kind of the center of it. And, and curiously enough, it is the center. It's the, it's the part around which everything else tends to yep. revolve and gain context by those two books being in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that Proverbs and Psalms, so Proverbs being the wisdom of Solomon, right, mm-hmm. from my understanding. Mm-hmm. Or a collection of the a wisdom. Co- a collection, not uh, obviously not the entire wisdom of Solomon, but it's a collection of wisdom that mm-hmm. came from Solomon, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then you have Psalms, which is another word for a song, uh-huh. right? Um, poetry and, and music. Uh, written mostly by David, mm-hmm. not all. Mm-hmm. Throughout his lifetime. Yes. The, the, there were, there are a lot of psalms that are not written by David, and they actually don't record who wrote them. Right. Um, intri- one of the things that has always intrigued me about psalms is the, the, uh, the dedication. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll, you'll see this psalm written by this person for this person, for, for the choir master or for, mm-hmm. for the whoever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and you, again, context, it gives you context mm-hmm. of operational everyday things that were happening. Well, this is the red back handle of the Jewish church. Yes. Yes. It is. It, it, it even has instructions about to be played on the lyre, to be played on this instrument, yes. some of them. Yes. Which is like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, when you, it, it, it really is intriguing to me. It always has been. Yeah. Um, and Sorry. Anyway, so as we learn about the historical context of the, the children of Israel mm-hmm. doing all this dumb stuff over and over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and as mm-hmm. you put it, slowly over time breaking off pieces and chunks of what God gave them and just squandering it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we hit <laughs> the wisdom of Solomon. Hey, here's some wisdom. Don't end up like everything you just read. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for us, from our perspective, for, sure. Sure. For, for Yeah, for us now, re- looking back on it, right. right? Right. And then the book of Psalms is like, for me, it's a setup. I've always looked at it as a setup. A setup of what? For the New Testament. It kind of is. Yeah. Because, because it's a whole it's it's a whole new ball game. Right. In the New Testament, right? Okay, why why do why do songs today? Why are they recorded? Why are they written down? Why were hymns written down in the 1800s, 19? Why was that happening? So that they would last. Last for what purpose? Uh, remembrance for enjoyment, for instruction, for... So, so the people of God could use them. Yeah. That's what Psalms is. Yeah. yeah like you said, it's the Redback Hymnal of the Jewish Church. It's the, it's the yeah, it's, we look, it's worship we, music. <laughs> we, have, we have the pleasure of looking back from this long view yeah. and go, oh, that's how they worshiped. Yeah. That's what they said. That's what they were doing when they were worshiping. Yeah which is tied directly to this book of wisdom, mm-hmm. which deals with not just 
I mean, it, it is godly wisdom, but it deals with all the nuts and bolts of daily life. There is so much societal, cultural wisdom about in that book. Business, how yes. to treat people, all kinds yes. of things in there. Yes, it is. God, I mean, obviously, it's godly counsel. It is, it is wisdom for a godly life. But if you, if you, as I do sometimes, intentionally turn the spiritual side off and look at the book of Proverbs, there's so much practicality. In the book of Proverbs. And it's meant to be. It, it does, it's not meant to turn the spiritual side no, off. No, 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 no. It's, it's, no, well, it's I, meant to inculcate the two. It's, it's meant to, to combine the two. I, I, I say that because... Yeah. Kingdom principle. The, the, yes. Because there are people who will listen to this and go, well, why... Everything... I mean, yes, we're talking about the Bible. It's what we do here, right, on this podcast. But there's always been this... I have had several conversations that have went something like this. Why does it always have to be God stuff with you? Why, why, why can't we just talk about the, what you're right. So, so listen, even if you were to remove the, 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 the quote unquote spirituality out of it, mm -hmm. there's so much practical wisdom, just day to day practical wisdom. Yes. And, there's a huge gaping window into their society, the uh -huh. operational, everyday, run-of-the-mill run stuff in their society, in their culture. There is a lot that is harkens back to other scriptural things, because at this point, Goodness, yes. at this point in their society, there are books that are written and taught in synagogue and scriptures and scrolls and so there's written stuff that's being passed around and taught, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, a lot of that harkens to that, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of it that is, to me, it's fascinating how much you can learn about their everyday culture. And they're just, you know, it's, it's like sitting down here on the corner and just watching people mill about town oh, absolutely. and learning about them and what, right. what they do and how they do things and how the city works mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all of this stuff you can find out in, in just, just by reading through the book of Proverbs. Right. It, it, it absolutely puts things into a day-to-day, nuts-and-bolts historical context. And, yeah. And this was at the apex, the high point of, of, of Jewish civilization. Yes. I mean, and I, 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 I want to say forever. I think it really is the high point of Jewish civilization, because later on, once you get into the 1940s and stuff, then it's more of a civic. Uh, yeah, then it's, it's a political thing. Yes, for lots of reasons, and we won't go into those. Sure, we don't need to talk about it. Um, <laughs> oh yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right, we're gonna have to speed up the discussion of the New Testament, which I think will be easier anyway. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul. Romans. John says it's going to end. Okay, thanks for listening. <laughs> um, so we have the Book of Psalms, which is basically a collection of poetry and music uh -huh. that is uh -huh. uh, beautiful and wonderful, and you should all go read it. Mm -hmm. It's great. Um, you can also learn a lot about the. You have to. You have to be able to what. 
Nothing. You, you have this gesture when you want me to stop and not say anything. You no. put your finger in a particular and, position. No, no, no. You know what that is? That's not me stopping you from saying you anything. Thinking? That is me directing my thoughts. <laughs> I'm putting things in order. That's what that is. Because what happens very often is my brain is going in all of these. I have multiple boxes. I'm breaking my yeah, own sure. rules and opening multiple boxes at yeah. one time. Yeah. And so I have to direct traffic in my brain. Before it comes out of my mouth, you get your little finger cones like an airline. Because <laughs> I have, I have a hard time articulating what's happening in my brain sometimes. Right. So, you can learn a lot about culture, the culture and history of those people through Psalms as well, because most of them are written by one of their kings, being David, and he wrote a lot of them about what was personally happening to him in his life, and some about the kingdom. Right. Mm -hmm. You can just read through Psalms and you can, I mean, he flat out says in a lot of them what's happening. Right. Right. All the times they were under siege or people were trying to come kill him or kill him personally mm -hmm. or some disease or whatever. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of stuff you can learn about the society and the culture just from Psalms. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And then we're into the Gospels. Yes. So... Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, mm -hmm. who we know are disciples of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. How far of a distance, timeline-wise, are we talking, generally, or specifically, if you know, but um, between, like, prophets, Proverbs, Psalms, and then Matthew, Gospels? 400 years. 400 years. Okay. So, things have changed. Oh, Jews are all over the place. Yep. You um, said, what's that word? Desperado? Dis Dis <laughs> diaspora. diaspora. Why don't you come to your senses? <laughs> diaspora. Diaspora. Yes. The dispersion yes. has taken place. Yes. Now, that, now, at this point, Jews have dispersed to where or been dispersed yeah or 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 been drugged Mostly there been dispersed yeah, or been drugged there all yeah. over you will find jewish communities out of this in italy greece turkey north africa um large community actually north africa morocco what we know as libya today mm -hmm. um all over this part of the world yep um even e e even some saying as far as britain Really, in yes, that time period? In that time period. And you think about the Celtic organizations that were there. Oh. And the Nordic organizations oh. that were around. Oh, yeah. They would have taken their share. Well, and they would have taken. Their uh, predecessors. And they, well, they would have taken quite an offense to them. Oh, absolutely. Mainly because they were a monotheistic society. Uh -huh. And the Celts and the Nords were not. And the Gauls, and the Gauls, yeah, um, Germania, all of those. There, there is a, there is a, a very much a cultural stigma against people who are Jewish that goes back. It, it this didn't happen in 1930. Okay, <laughs> it happened a long, long time ago. It happened. It's probably the the seeds of it were uh, when God said, "Go take the land." Oh yeah, we said, and all these other tribes going, "What, dude? Come on, yeah, I don't like you anymore." Yep. I'm not yeah. banking with you ever again. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, so all right. So we're in the Gospels. We are in 400 years or so after 
The profits. The profits, right? So now we are we land ourselves Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John mm-hmm. is the what we know as the Gospels, mm-hmm. right? The Gospel. Mm-hmm. Same story from different points of view, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jerusalem, Bethlehem, we're still in the same general area. Yeah, we're still in the same geography. Over now, it's now it's taken over by the Romans. Right, that's where I was going to. Is that same place? Now we're with within the Roman rule. Mm-hmm. When when Rome was just everybody's seen somewhere in their life that cartoonist uh, graphic of the spread of the Roman Empire where you have the, oh, yeah. the, the, the the map and you just have this red ink blot that just spreads across the map. Which looks like Bonanza. <laughs> yeah, that's always connected in my brain. And so so the Roman Empire is is just going around snatching up nation after nation and be like, nah, we're moving in, we're taking over. Yeah, ours yep. now. Yep, mine, mine, yeah. mine, mine, mine. Um, and so now here we find ourselves once again the the people of God are under the rule of some other nation. Yes. And so, real quick, well, it's hard to do that, isn't it? Um, all right. So take us through the, the the gospels. Hop on each of those real quick and 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 run through, and then we'll keep moving because it's ten o'clock. Okay. Let's let's just do this real quick. Greeks were in there too. Persians, Greeks, and then the Romans. Alrighty, so that's where this whole Greek influence comes in. Sure, we're talking about language and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yep. So, 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 what do you want to know about? I don't know. Tell me. Okay, so the Gospels are written um, historically. Jesus lives. Mm-hmm. Um, he dies. Yep. And he raises again. Okay. Yep. And then we have, in terms of uh, of the next book of the New Testament, which is Acts, history of the early church. Okay. Pause. During the time that the Gospels were written. Mm-hmm. We're, okay, next question. The Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Are they all written during the same, same time period? No. Um, I don't remember the exact order of them, but I, the first Gospel manuscripts, as well as I can remember, begin to appear at about 60 A.D. Okay. John in about 90. Okay. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay. Did Matthew write Matthew? I believe so. Luke wrote Luke. Yes. Mark wrote Mark. John wrote John. Yes. Okay. Probably in order it was Matthew, then Luke. I'm regurgitating questions that I have been asked. Okay. Um, I believe that to be the case. Yeah. Okay. So. I don't see any reason not to. Right. That's what I've always understood as well. I'm just, I'm regurgitating questions that I have been asked. Uh, so, Gospels tell the story of Jesus' life, mm-hmm. his death, his resurrection for us, mm-hmm. his teachings, his ministry, mm-hmm. uh, everything, all the things pertinent to who Jesus was, his life, his ministry, his purpose here, all of that is recorded in those Gospels. And some of the history surrounding those events. Yes, because... It ties it to specific time periods. Yes, because specific kings are mentioned, specific rulers are mentioned. Mm-hmm. We know that when Jesus was born, it specifically says at the time of King Herod. Mm-hmm. Now, who, waka, was, waka, waka, now who waka. was King Herod? King Herod the Great was a uh, was a Roman governor, basically, of this area. Right. He was appointed. Yeah. 
So who would have been the Roman emperor? I do not know. When Herod was... I don't know. Okay. So, Jesus... Wait, it mentions... Well, no, it mentions a Caesar, which would have been the uh, generic name. Uh, yeah, for whoever was in uh, charge. Okay, don't know. Yeah. So, um, there are specific names that are mentioned in the Bible that you can then go outside mm -hmm. of the Bible and do a historical search and find all this stuff out, mm -hmm. right? And that's what Josephus did, by yes. the way. Yes. Yes. By the way, Josephus, if you don't know who that is, he was a historian, right? Uh, yes. Who was later. <coughs> right. 120 to 150, I think, in that right. area. Yeah. Uh, did not live in the time no. of Jesus. Um, so the Gospels tell the story of Jesus, his life, his ministry, and you can learn a lot about the culture and the history that was going on there because there are specific name drops and certain things that are mentioned, cities that are mentioned that only existed. Some of them only existed for a <laughs> very small amount of time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and so same story, different perspectives, right? And so I've always looked at it like it's really important. Speaking of context, it's really important for me to take the gospels together as a whole because it's like setting cameras up on on one spot oh absolutely from different angles and you take all of that as a whole and it really rounds out that picture and, right and it does not contradict itself. no it does not no it doesn't it supports one another and at the same time that you get this broad view you also have there's some people who are really attracted to matthew uh, because it's very detail oriented sure um, and then there's some people that really love John because it's all about how much John loved Jesus. Yeah. And he's reciting, he's, he's, he's writing down, he's recording the, the, the events of his, his, his best friend's life who happened to be the son of God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. And so after the Gospels, we have Acts. The book of Acts. The Acts of which the, is the Apostles. Which is the beginning of the early church. Yes. That is, so Jesus, the Gospels tell the story of Jesus, his death, his resurrection. Mm -hmm. He hops up in a plane and takes off. No, I'm just kidding. Um, he ascends into heaven. The Holy Spirit, who he said was going to come, shows up in the book of Acts. Yes. Right? Sometime later, after his ascension. Approximately 40 days, as a matter of fact. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, now this is an insight, again, into culture. Mm -hmm. People are like, okay, yeah, cool. They were they were in the upper room, right? And they were having a meeting in the upper room, right? Go back and read that again. <laughs> what is the upper room? Mm -hmm. And what is the reason that they were in the upper room? Mm -hmm. Find the answer to those two questions, and it'll open up your eyes to mm -hmm. their culture, mm -hmm. right? They were in the upper room. Well, okay, first back up. What is an upper room? Well, it would be a second story or even perhaps a rooftop. Um, could have been... Okay, it's, <laughs> here, are the op here are the possibilities as you think about the upper room and the apostles and Pentecost in that period of time. Sure. Um, they were hiding out. That's what I was going to get to. I was it's just talking about the structure of the building they were in. Oh, First floor, second floor, and, second floor and, is the banquet room. Yeah, and and an upper room would have been just a second story yeah. room, right. right? Could have been 
storage room, could have been bedroom, could have been apartment, living space. Could have been an open room the entire size of the house. Because remember, this is Passover. Yeah. And see, this is and all yeah. these Jewish people are showing up. That's why there are thousands and thousands of people there. They're coming back to Jerusalem as obedient Jews uh-huh. um, to be in Jerusalem. It's a pilgrimage yes. during the Passover. Now the apostles were either hiding out or they had rented this banquet space for their seder, uh-huh. their Passover, yeah. because they're observant Jews at this point who had been taught by Jesus. Yes. Yes. So they were in this upper room, but they were having a discussion. They were having a meeting. (laughs) Are we next? (laughs) Now, understand the guy that they had just dedicated their life to for however long they walked with him. Uh By the way, how long did they walk with him? Uh, Approximately three years. Okay. Roughly two and a half to three years. So this dude just got murdered. The government took him and killed him. The government, for lack of a better term, the government came, kicked the door in, drug him out, and killed him in front of everybody. But it was not on January 6th. It was a different day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so so the government came, snatched up their boy. By the way, the Garden of Gethsemane, a garden, again, cultural references everywhere. Societal references everywhere. You have to understand the way that the city was set up, the way that the culture and the society was set up. A garden right mm-hmm. think about a city park mm-hmm. right it's mm-hmm. it's it's a common space mm-hmm. probably had a lot of olive trees in it mm-hmm. um, very likely i think you can go to the garden of gethsemane yeah. can't you yeah, i've heard you can um and so, i don't know if it's like somebody just stuck a sign in the ground and said hey that's the garden of gethsemane <laughs> or if they actually know that's what it is right <laughs> I, I have heard stories that there's a lot of things in israel that someone just sort of walked over there and stuck a sign in the ground and said, that's where this happened. Oh, yeah. And all these Americans are like, <gasps> oh, my god! I'm going to have a spiritual experience in the Holy Land. By the way, push pause on our biblical walk here. And uh, I want to take a hike for a second because um, it's relevant to what I just said. By the way, speaking of the government just popping a sign in the ground and saying, that's what this is. The search for important locations in the Holy Land <laughs> been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Britons, <laughs> um, I wonder... What they didn't point at, they took home. Right. <laughs> well, the, the interesting part was that how many... Uh, th- there are... How do I say this? There, there are so many uh, Catholic landmarks Mm -hmm. that are supposedly Mm -hmm. in a really important spot Mm -hmm. because they were like, well, if we build a church here, it's our property. Mm -hmm. And so now you can't have access to it. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many of them were wrong. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) How many local Jewish people were like, oh, you're here to take over stuff? You're looking for where this tomb is? Oh, it's right there. I got it right here and I got it for sale. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, don't write there. Go ahead, build your church there. Yeah. What they didn't know was that's just Steve's grave. That's not, that, that's not, yeah. That, this, this, this queen came in and built her church on Steve's grave. She thought it was really 
the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just might be sitting on some dude named Steve's grave. And then we can argue between several <laughs> different religions about that spot. That's right. Mine, That's mine, right. Mine, and, and, mine. And, okay, fine. 200 years later, you can have your 30-foot section over there, and you can have your 30-foot section over there. We'll all just make money off of it, okay? And the whole time, Steve's down there in the ground going, really, guys? I'm not that important. Anyway, sorry. That's a, that's a view into how my mind works. I wonder how many historic signs have been planted in the ground that are not actually historic signs. There anyway, might be one or two. I would imagine. Anyway, uh, so here's your sign. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, be careful about the documentaries you watch. Anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, where did I pause? You paused to the Dome of the Holy Sepulchre. No, before but that. that's not what we want. We garden were, of Gethsemane. We were talking about the gardens. Okay, yeah, garden. And a garden was was essentially a common area. It was a city park. A park. Right, a park. You, you could go. I'm sure they had park benches and they had... Green uh, space. Yeah, green space. There you go. It's, it's green space. Uh, you can go get your grounding on over there. Um, so, Only if you're barefoot. Uh, yeah, oh, well, they were. Um, anyway, uh, so Jesus is in the garden, right, because... He took prayer seriously, and he said, I'm going to go by myself and pray, so let me get out of the city area here, away from buildings, and go into this garden, right? And I'm going to go over here in this peaceful spot and go pray. Why don't you guys come hang out? Anyway, so the government came, walked up in this garden, snatched up their boy, drug him off, then drug him through the city and, and murdered him, right, in front of everyone. So here they were like, okay, he said somebody was coming. He was going to send somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and make ourselves scarce. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, the, a lot of people don't realize that the disciples weren't the only people running scared for a minute. Uh, there is an entire grouping of underground. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the Jewish Underground Railroad uh, there, there are several communities and establishments that you can actually, it's, you can go look at them. They're underground cities, basically. They dug holes in the ground and burrowed. A lot of these were in catacombs, grave sites. It's, yeah. I mean, it's already there and we need to go to ground, so we're going to go to the catacombs. Yeah. And one of, one of the... Have church with the dead people. One of the places... Uh, I, somewhere along the way, I watched some sort of Discovery Channel documentary thing, and there was, they were going through this underground settlement where Jews were in hiding, right, trying not to get uh-huh. killed. Uh-huh. And one of the things that, for whatever reason, it stuck in my mind and it fascinated me. One, they they found an oil lamp that was still there, and you could still see the charring on the roof where it would have been set on the shelf. And I drew all these dots in my head of all the references to oil and lamps and light and darkness and all of this it meant to be put on a lampstand. And, and like you could, it had, they didn't have lampstands, but they had a shelf hewed out of the rock oh, yeah. on the, in this underground mm-hmm. city. Mm-hmm. And one of the coolest things <laughs> was they had this entire area that basically the way the guy in the documentary described it was this is where they kept all the birds and i went what like these people had this whole underground establishment they were trying to stay hidden but they had a whole 
flock of birds. And the dude was like, well, they still needed birds. For what reason? For what reason? Sacrifice. That's right. They still had to practice. These are still obedient Jews. That's right. Who had been taught by Jesus. Yeah, sure. So anyhow, um, all right. So we are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Roman rule, right? Mm -hmm. Acts, we're in the beginning of the church, upper room. They're in the second story of a building, structure, house, mm -hmm. I don't know, some right. sort. Um, having a meeting, understanding culture, what was that meeting about? Well, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> well, they, they were all there one accord. No, um, there's a Honda there's joke a Honda, in there. I was going to leave it there's there. There's a Honda parked outside. <laughs> they were, you can only imagine the number of reasons why they were there. Okay. First off, they were there to worship. They were there to be there to practice this thing that Jesus had taught them. They were there to hide out. But, yeah, I was going to say, but they also didn't want to get killed. And they didn't want to get deaded. Yep. Um, and they were also, as obedient Jews, in the midst, or at least preparing for Passover to commemorate one of the great events in, 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 in the history of, of Israel, as was commanded by God. Um, the discussion taking place in that room. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm thinking of a different thing. What do you think? Go ahead, say it. What am I thinking? Am I mixing? Go ahead, say it. I do this a lot. My brain puts things together that don't belong together. <laughs> the discussion of who's going to take the place. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because Judas was gone. And so they, they, were, they needed another a, disciple right. to fill out the team. They, you, had to, you had to be at 12. Right. Yeah, because 12 tribes. Sure. I mean, we're talking... And, and so they they were casting lots. I don't want to get into that. I, I'm just trying to, as a cultural reference. Okay. The casting of lots was a means of asking God. It was actually worldwide gods. But it was asking yes. God to, to, to have a physical effect on something in order to choose and to, 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 make, to help make a decision. Sure. That's it. That's it. I'm understanding culture, right, and, and right. societal process, right? They were in this room hiding because they didn't want to die. They needed to be there because of Passover, but they didn't want to get killed, so they were hiding out in this upper room. And, hey, while we're here, we here. need to have a meeting. Let's, let's take a uh, vote. Listen, one of our team is, is deaded now. He, he turned out to be a bad guy. So we need to fill him. Um, mm -hmm. We need to fill in this spot. we got a hole in our roster. We're looking to... Uh, we're looking to uh, bring somebody up from the miners. Um, <laughs> um, so you're going to the show. Son. So we need to make this decision universally. The quick and easy way to make a decision. Hey God, I'm going to chuck this thing. I don't. I've never learned if it was dice, if it was a stone, if it was a bag of dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Dra my dreidel, spin a dreidel. I don't know. I don't. I so don't. Whatever. Know. Whatever a lot is, they were throwing them. There's a giant rabbit hole. There. <laughs> Stay away. I know. Not because it, it'll it'll catch up in weird thinking. Yeah, it will. Because yeah, there's lots of reasons why. But so universally practiced, a quick and easy way to make a decision, especially if you don't want to go out in public and ask somebody. Because uh, you don't want to get deaded. You didn't, um, didn't want the yard sign out there. <laughs> so then you just say, all right, God, 
and it could be that there were two or three or some d different number of, of 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 very good choices, and they couldn't decide. Right. And it, rather than split up into factions, I'm Team Matthias, I'm Team Bob, I'm Team Josh. Sure. Then they just go. Fine. We'll handle it this it. way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's a universally practiced way to way to do mm -hmm. things. It's mm -hmm. like drawing names out of a hat. Kind of. Like like I yes. have no control over this. Whatever it is, it is. Right. Um, and so that is the drop of culture I wanted to get out of that. Okay. Is is why were they in that room and, and they, what were and they, they believe that about? God would have an effect on that? Yes. So the Holy Spirit shows up. Mm -hmm. Now this is where things culturally start getting a little out of hand. How so? <laughs> well, these are Jews. Mm -hmm. We we look at it from the perspective as, uh, you know, evangelical Christians, right? And in America, and we're like, yeah, it's the Holy Spirit. What about it? No, that never existed before that, mm -hmm. right? That wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. The only person to talk about that was Jesus. Mm -hmm. This is all new. This is all brand new. We're talking about fundamentally altering the teachings of Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And the relationship with God and your approach and yeah, and your ability or inability to interact with God. Mm -hmm. You got guys who, who'd, who'd been taught their, their, their whole life about, about how to be a good Jew. Yeah. Right? Then they attach themselves to this teacher. They hear this and this is, this is, uh, this is, this is cool. They attach themselves to this teacher. And Jesus was more than a teacher. Do not misunderstand me. But 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 they're listening to Jesus talk and go, wow, I've never thought about God this way. It's not just adultery. It's looking at that chick. It's not murder. It's, it, it's, it's even just hating someone. They get that teaching, and then all of a sudden, bang, oh, the Holy Spirit comes and goes, hey, guys, this is what I meant all along. And they get it because there is a miraculous event that's not just tongues and it's not just magic. It's, I, I, I believe that they were granted the miracle of understanding of what had happened over the last few years of their life in the last oh, three years yeah. and goes bang, 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 bang. Yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah. I want to, I want to pause. It's a new progressive revelation is what it is. Yes. I want to push pause. Um, that's accurate. It, I mean, it, it is. I mean, it is accurate. <laughs> it's been twisted. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to pause for a second because it's important. You you said something and it struck my mind and I went, yeah, that's a good point. Oh boy. The disciples' relationship to Jesus. Uh huh. Okay. I'm gonna pull you in because I don't have all the information. I have Assuming some. I do. But. I have some information. You got more okay. than I do, bud. Okay. Um, the term "come follow me." Okay, as I understand it, Jewish kids go to school, right? And you go be educated. If you make it to a certain level, they have a name for that, mm -hmm. like the basic level, right? Then there's a test. Mm -hmm. If you pass that test, you get to go on to the next level of education. If mm -hmm. not, you just go join the family business mm -hmm. and you're done being educated. That's all you get. What's like German, Germany, Europe today, lots of places. So, so then you have the next level, mm -hmm. right? And those are the, those are the really 
Those are the smart kids, mm -hmm. right? And so they go through this process, and then there's another test. Mm -hmm. If you pass that test, then you go to like college, right? Mm -hmm. And part of that is you have to go approach a rabbi, mm -hmm. right? And say, can I follow you? If the rabbi accepts your asking, mm -hmm. he will say, come follow me. Mm -hmm. And then you will attach yourself to that rabbi and that will be the rest of your education. In the line of Pharisees and Sadducees. Yes. Culturally, that's how, yes. that's how the process worked. Yes. So the disciples to have this guy come up and say, come follow me. Mm -hmm. They immediately wreck. That's why they kept calling him rabbi, rabbi. Mm -hmm. because that is only, that is an interaction that is reserved only for that place mm -hmm. for a personal. Right. But Jesus wanted to transform even that relationship. And he did. Don't call me rabbi. Uh-huh. Why do you call me rabbi? That's I didn't go to rabbi school. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a carpenter, <laughs> homie. <laughs> think about it though. Yeah. Think and think about the cultural impact of 12-year-old Jesus teaching in the temple. Right. You weren't allowed to do that. He was not yet 13 years old. You you didn't go to rabbi school. Well, he was not yet even considered a man in the society. A, a mitzvah, right? Mhm. Mm or mitzvah. As opposed to a ba bat mitzvah, bat mitzvah, which is the girls, and the girls. that's much later on. This is not gotcha. then. Yeah, not then. They didn't get those. No, <laughs> they didn't get those then. No. Girls didn't get mitzvahed. Mm -hmm. um. <laughs> and it was not like Joel Schottenstein or anything. This was a whoa. Never mind. I went to that one. Wow. So I played that. I played never mind. Put that all the way <laughs> out of your back pocket. Um, anyhow, so I, I wanted to make that point because. Well, because you reminded me of it, because you said he wasn't just a teacher to them. No, 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 no. When in that process of going through that education, if a rabbi says, come follow me, you mm -hmm. go live with him. Mm -hmm. You then you go do what he does. You are discipled by him. Mm -hmm. That is how these people understood it. So when Jesus went to interact with them, this using the language of come follow me mm -hmm. indicated to them. We're going on a path. Okay. And it's going to be different when you get to the end of it. That's right. Okay. So, uh, Holy Spirit shows up. Bomb goes off. Spiritually, societally, church operationally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Bomb goes off. Absolutely. A matter of fact, bomb started going off when Jesus died. Mm -hmm. Something very culturally important happened when Jesus died. Right. The, the, the tearing of the veil in the temple. Mm -hmm. I would love, lo I would love it if, if there was a record somewhere of, of the reaction of the priests and the, uh, the, the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees and all the people who worked in the temple. Everybody had to know what was going on that day, too. They all would have known. Everybody would this have known. Was, this, was, this was the headline. Yeah, everybody would have known. When that veil tore in the temple, every Jewish person knew immediately 
something was gone was uh, was different. This either sun this, gets dark, either <laughs> either this is a problem <laughs> or this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> well, depending on which side of the leaning towards problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Magic eight ball, science point. Yes, um, that's what the cattle trade. That's what the casting of lots was. It's a magic eight ball. Um, <laughs> anyhow, so Holy Spirit shows up, and that bomb fully explodes mm-hmm. in the culture. Mm-hmm. Right, all of a sudden, now you have teaching, and and not just teaching, but a walking out of that teaching. Mm-hmm that never took place outside of Jesus. And immediately tens of thousands of people are involved now. Immediately. Immediately. Off and that, the, is, the that is also the provision of God. Yeah. So this small group of 12 people couldn't just have something amazing happen and then be snuffed out. Yeah. I because mean, we're talking <clears throat> Roman Empire here. Yeah. And this is serious. He was executed for treason. Yes. That's the reason why. Yeah. Yep. And there's a whole cultural discussion that can go around the discussion that happened with Pilate and Jesus before he was crucified, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we don't need to get into that right no. now. No, I saw the movie. I'll have time. Um, but, okay, so Holy Spirit, the disciples spread. I mean, almost immediately. Take too. off from that building. Yes. In different directions. Yes. Let's go plant churches. Go and tell all nations. Right. Oh, that's what he meant. Oh, I'll be darned. Okay, got I'm it. out. Got it. I'm gone. Deuces. Love Papers. you, dude. Yeah. Write me a letter. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they did. And that's literally that's how literally it what yeah. they did. Yeah. They they dipped out from mm-hmm. this place and said, "I'm going to go that way. You're going to go that way. Let's go tell people." Right? Mm-hmm. I'm literally going to a different nation to go tell people. Mm-hmm. And they all went to different nations. Yeah. And okay, so then what? Acts. Well, and then. In the Bible, chronologically, then you have then you have the letters of Paul. Mm-hmm. Okay, which we're I, I, I want to following episodes. I want to hit some of those specific to talk about the culture. Sure. Of some of those specific cities, extremely important. Very important. Um, and you get a you get a better understanding. That's why. Of that, each to of to the me, letters, that's why it's if important. If you understand the city and the church where that letter was being written to. Beyond the fascination that I get with it just for my nerdiness and geeking out with it. It it to me it, it it really does help understanding things it in the Bible mm-hmm. to understand what was happening mm-hmm. while it was being done, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, so letters of Paul, Paul and other and other apostles. Yes, other apostles. Paul and disciples Peter, and yeah. Paul, Peter, James, James, John, John Titus, uh, Philemon. Yeah, how do you say that? Philemon. I always say Philemon. Is that wrong? I don't know wrong or not. I don't. I don't know how he said his name. He might have been said. Just call me Phil. Phil. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Philemon. He was. He was Jamaican. He was Jamaican. He was Jamaican. Philemon. Philemon. What's your name? Philemon. What's your name? Uh, okay. So you you have the the the. Epistles, epistles, is another the right word, word for letters. Letters, yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. Which is from the and they were circular letters. They would have been shared all over, copied and shared all over. Yes, very much like emails 
Yeah, today, CC. right? So they would have been, somebody else is gonna write it down and send it. Then when they get it, they're gonna write it down and send it out. And Or the people at the church. My understanding, what some of the things I was taught, none of this is true or not, but Paul would have, he had a scribe, he had an assistant, who would write down what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of this inspired, okay, we're not gonna get into that, but all of it inspired, we'll stop, we'll just let it go there. God inspired Paul to say these things, and they were written oh, down. Oh, yes. Um, I was waiting on a movie reference. I thought you were going to say, all of this inspired this. And I was like, uh, what? And then you said, you backed up and said, no, God inspired Paul to say it. Gladi- like, gladiators oh. later. Oh. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's, um, you would, of course, you're sitting in Corinth, and the letter, and the mail arrives, and you get this letter from Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that would be done is you know of all the other churches in your area. So you would read this letter and, and one of two things would happen. You would take that letter and share it to the next church. Or someone, another scribe would copy it down painstakingly, word for word, wanting to get it right, and take that copy and distribute it. By the way, how were the churches set up in that culture? Yeah, they're all independent. So, like, when you say that he wrote the, uh, the, the book of Corinthians was letters written to the, to the church in Corinth. Yes. Was that one church in Corinth? As far as I know, yeah. Okay, so would because that have been... Because the way he talks about... Would that have been in someone's home? Very or likely. Would, or were they allowed to have their own place? Depends. Meeting place? I think it depends on the political climate where they were. Okay. And places in Turkey... Um, like Ephesus, it would be okay. They were probably politically just not viewed as just, okay, well, that's just another temple. Because they were- Probably particularly in Corinth. Temples to everything. Same thing in Ephesus. In anything and everything. Oh, really? Ephesus was like that too? Yeah. Okay. Particularly with Artemis, but then that's talked about in Acts. Sure. Never mind. Anyhow, uh, we'll get there. to, to be continued. So hard for me. I, I know. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm sitting here trying to gloss over things just so we can set a general right. tone. Right. Okay. And I'm so we've sitting got here looking letters. at time, going, "My gosh." And we've got Paul talking, giving instruction. Yes. About what it's like to be a Christian. Yep. The defense of being a Christian. Yep. And what it all means. Um, also giving instruction to young pastors, mm-hmm. young young leaders in churches. They're being like Timothy and, what, and yeah. Titus. Exactly. And, and uh, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and then we have this little thing with Jude, who was one of the apostles, one mm-hmm. of the disciples. And then we come to John and his revelation. Yep. Peter was in there as well. Peter, Peter, yeah. P- Peter and Paul <laughs> kind of had a beef. Kind of. Right? Yeah. They had a, they had a, a basic disagreement about who are they going to talk to about this Jesus guy. Who, were, who gets the teaching? This is very basic. Because who culturally, Peter said, we were Jews. This is a new addition to the Jewish religion. That's right. Don't be telling us Gentiles. This ain't for them. Right. Because, them. because Peter, being the, the fiery monster that he is, was very dedicated to his Jewishness. Yeah, absolutely. Not to say that Paul wasn't, but Paul kind of wasn't chief among Jews, but he went. But he also yeah. understood all nations meant all nations. That's right. And as, as by the way, did Thomas 
And, by the way, Paul was one of those unique people who held dual citizenship, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a lawyer, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, a Hebrew scholar, a lawyer, because he followed that path. And so understanding the difference between him and Peter night and day. Mm-hmm. Peter was a redneck, a fisherman, who only had his God and his religion right. and fishing. Yeah, And all of a sudden... He ain't fishing no more. Right. And so for him, I, I totally get the disagreement because here's why I say that. Don't furrow your eyebrows too hard at me. No, I was thinking about it. Go ahead. I totally, oh, I get it. from an outside in looking inward, Absolutely. I get the disagreement. Absolutely. Here you have this highly educated guy. Very who, cosmopolitan. Who has no problem seeing, well, what do you mean? What's the problem here? This is what, you know. And I'm sure at some point, I would, well, um, this is all speculation, but I bet you at some point he looked at Peter and was like, bub, just stop trying to understand. Just listen to me. I'm smarter than you, right? <laughs> Perhaps. Because you, you didn't go to college. I did. Okay. Calm down, right? Um, right. So, I doubt um, that, but that's okay. I doubt it, but I, I'm just <laughs> saying. <fun. laughs> no, but here you have this fiery fisherman who is like, no, I am dedicated. We are Jews. And Jews do not go talk to those people. And I am going to head up the church in Jerusalem. That's right. Don't ask me about all these other places. That's right. This is my home. I'm not worried about that. This is it. This is the church. Yeah. Right? Right. Very fundamentalist. Mm -hmm. Very much much like I can go right now. Right now, I can drive to at least a handful of churches in the mountains of eastern Kentucky Mm and West Virginia where you will find people who are just like Peter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is the way, this is how we've done it since the frontier settled this area. This is, we're not changing anything. We don't need. And that is the fundamentalist mindset. Yeah. Right? It's people holding on to what they know. And when you try to alter that, people get upset. Uh huh. And so I totally understand that disagreement. But even that disagreement. <laughs> really helps you understand culture, the culture and the society that they were living in. And the juxtaposed position, almost juxtaposed position that they found themselves in. Because here you are, and that's why I said the bomb went off. When that veil was torn and Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. came down in the upper room, that bomb Mm -hmm. was the division. And, And at some point, maybe we'll talk about the division between Paul and Peter in some depth because it's interesting but it is also a lesson in how to resolve differences yes it is and it it goes way more than just coming to some kind of agreement oh my it means living with that person yes yes it does you need to teach me you've been at this longer than me please teach me i hope i'm understanding it i i relate to paul and the okay i know stuff but i'm not sure i'm going to get it right i need to know that i'm getting it right sure and that's what he did he was great at deference Oh, absolutely. So, um, you have the epistles from the apostles. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, uh, and then we have John's revelation, mm-hmm. which, how, how would you describe a revelation to someone who didn't know what that word meant? It's an absolutely new understanding, um, a game-changing understanding of something for a jew 
to say, I had a revelation about this. About the end of the world, particularly. <laughs> Big deal. It's huge. Second major bomb since the Holy Spirit. Well, and, and, and yeah, and it's only 60 years later. Right. And, and this comes from a dude who was very likely exiled. And already people thought he was nuts. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he's just that kid that was with Jesus. Because remember, he was the youngest. Mm-hmm. He's just that kid. You don't have to listen to him. Uh-uh. All he does is run around talking about light and love and love. What is that, dude? He whack. Right. I'm they not gonna they, they I'm already not gonna thought he was that. nuts. Yeah. I mean, honey, locust, right? Am I thinking the wrong John? Well, that was, the, that was John the Baptist, was the honey and the locust and the living like a caveman. Hold on. Are they not the same John? No. No. <gasps> Not, my so world sorry. just got wrecked. John, I have always believed that's the same person. John the Baptist got his head lopped off by Salome. Or by Herod at the request of Salome. But I thought that this happened before. The dance before. of the seven veils. No, that's Jesus is just coming on. And they're killing his cousin, John, who preached baptism. Oh. There is one coming after me who is greater than I. I'm not worthy to even tie his shoes. That's John the Baptist. I know that. He was dead. He deaded long before. Well, not long, but he was dead before Jesus. He was dead before the, the wedding miracle. Really? Pretty sure, yeah. See, there you go. I my, my, Literally, well, yeah. the entirety of my Christian existence, I have thought that those were the same people. Different guys. Absolutely different guys. See, this is why you got to do this kind of thing. I know. Yeah, exactly. This this is why this is important. Mm-hmm. Because look, I've been serving God since I was 15. Which is more important than knowing the difference between John the Baptist and John. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, like, holy crap. Yeah. Of course, everybody was named John or, or I mean, it's like, it's like somebody named Steve or nowadays Skylar. <laughs> you walk two blocks, you find another Skylar. Um, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. See, I love learning stuff like this. <laughs> this, this is amazing. Yeah. It doesn't change anything, but no. it just this is like, wow, well, I'm an idiot. It's going to give you a different, a different look at the context. And when you go back and read about John the Baptist, you go, oh. John the Baptist was the one that was nuts. Well, they thought he was, he was nuts because he lived out by himself in the woods. Oh, yeah. And eating honey and locusts. Yeah, dressing like a caveman. Right, which is why I also associated that it was the same person. I figured he's out in the woods eating honey and locusts oh, no. and, and, and ate something wrong, got no. high and had a revelation. John's I'm just kidding. John's it's a joke. It's a joke. Well, it's the, a joke. The island of Patmos supposedly was renowned for its mushrooms. Um, it's a joke. <laughs> It yes, is a it joke. Is. I am joking. Please <laughs> do not excommunicate me. It is a joke. Um, <laughs> domini, domini, domini. You're not Catholic, man. Uh, so, no, listen. So, so John the Baptist, different than John the Revelator. Yes, John the Apostle. Whatever. I like the song. Um, <laughs> song's better. I like the song title better. It's John the Revelator, man. Uh, by the way, there's man coming around taking names. Um, uh <laughs> So I always think of regulators. Now I picture John as a Texas Ranger. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so so John, Apostle John, not John the Baptist. Yeah. Okay. 
uh, is where on the island of Patmos? Patmos. Okay. Can we go there on vacation? Yes. Sweet. Um, is it pretty? I bet it's pretty. I don't know. Okay. Is that it's close a, to Crete? That, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know the geography. Paul didn't well like Cretans. Did he? <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Stupid. Again, cultural reference. You, oh, it absolutely was. You, it was complete. Okay. This is I why apologize. I apologize. This completely inbred. Yes. No. Completely. It, it's, that is a historic. Ge- geographically inbred. And and historically accurate. Where'd the boat? <laughs> but, but, yeah. If you look at his. Go research the island of Crete but and the, the people Sicilians who lived made there. Great use of the, the the people from Crete. Yes, um, <laughs> but I'm sure they did. Yeah, they uh, did. <laughs> if you go back further than when Paul lived there and look at who lived on Crete before, then mm-hmm. then it gets real interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be the Philistines, the Minoans. Mm-hmm. We were precursors. Yeah. Is it is Greece really that close to Italy? Geographically, una face, una race. I'm telling one face, one race. Listen, I don't know ge- geography to say. I know that Italy is a boot. It's a boot there. It's yeah. a high hill boot. It's a boot there, and Greeks just over on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Greece is yeah, Athens, Greece, Sparta, and right next to that is Turkey. Really? Yes. See, this is that's what I was saying earlier. For whatever reason, in my mind, Turkey is like way off Mm-mm. by themselves. Mm-mm. It's right next to the Greece. Greeks and Turks have had a long history of fighting each other. Long history. See, I need to look at a map. Anyway. uh, Then you'll find out why Ephesus was so important. Culturally, the idea of having a revelation, particularly of the end of the world, and then Mm -hmm. telling people about it. About as smart as Mary going, hey, God got me pregnant. Yes. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> big deal. Real big deal. Yeah. Especially a big deal if you then you have people who believe it and start preaching it. Yes. In synagogues. And they go, well, at this point it would have been in churches. Not in synagogues. No. We're they weren't, Christians weren't allowed to be in synagogues. Right. Got it. Um, this would have been 60 years after Jesus died. So the whole Christian culture at this point, this culture of independent of, of churches mm-hmm. would not have been meeting um, in, in, in synagogues. synagogues because Paul would have killed them even though they were or Jews even though they were Jews uh, but at this point we're way beyond Jewish church right but but uh, would they still have considered themselves Jews no no that was that's Paul and Peter they, they would still be Jewish by race but they would be Christians yeah, in large measure. So that, remember, that's a battle in the early church. Well, again, you that, circumcised, sacrifice. How Jewish are you? But but that's but that's why I wanted to have this conversation because yeah. understanding culturally what's going on there mm-hmm. helps you understand scripture, mm-hmm. right? And what what you get out of it. Oh yeah. Um, so that's why I'm like, they're still Jews, but they're not practicing Jews, right? They're Jews by DNA. Not Jews by lifestyle. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. Right. Um, okay. So that's the end of the Bible as that's we it. know it. Mm-hmm. So because I know this question, well, 
I'll ask this question because it was asked to me. Okay. So then, that is the Bible as we know it. I'm not going to go where you think I'm going to go. I don't care where you go. I'm just getting my neck ready. Well, don't be rolling your neck at me. <laughs> there are other manuscripts that were written during the same time in the same cities during the same culture by some people who claim to be of the same religion that are very weird. Some of them are very weird. Some of them aren't that weird, but don't necessarily line up. As Christians, what do we do with those? Things like the Dead Sea Scrolls. Well, let me ask you this question. The New International Version. Should we trust it? Because a bunch of men got together and did that. Do you want my opinion? or? Well, no, that's, I mean, that's a general question, but yeah. My opinion is that yes and no. Okay, what's the no? The no is there have been a couple of instances where I've rolled across a couple of things, lined it up next to something else, and went, What else did you line the same? What else did you line it up against? Well, you have the King James, Uh, and then you have the Amplified. There you go. I really like the Amplified a lot, and and, and the English Standard Version I like a lot. Uh Um, Because for me, I don't get hung up on like oh you changed this word unless it completely alters the meaning the heart of the verse right 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 and so for me and i've talked about this before if i'm really studying something for meaning i'm gonna look at at least six different versions of the bible and it would be good there's this thing called an interlinear well it's a big word it's a big word which is the greek lined up right next to, right above, English. Mm-hmm. Um, and the English, as, as best is just translated, mm-hmm. completely, rawly translated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you can go to commentaries and things like that. But King James, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But there's stuff in the King James Bible, taint there. Right. And there's stuff that's left out. Sure. And there are things that are said differently, partly because it's English from Greek to English, but partly because King James had a horse to ride in all of this. Yep. I mean, he really did. Yep. And and so what you have to do is you have to do all the research yourself about all the manuscripts and when they were found mm-hmm. and what period they're dated to and how complete are they? Are they little shards? Are they, are, are they bits and pieces? Do you trust what went on or do you just go, okay, God, this is what your word is. Ah. Now, if I've got something that's written in the year 200 A.D., I'm going to put less, less, less credence on that than something that's written in the year 60 A.D. In the year 60 A.D., you're still getting oral history being written down. Mm-hmm. In the year 200, ain't nobody alive. You're not getting any oral history. Right. You're getting someone doing some research and writing things down. Right. I mean, it would be like it'd be like making. Uh, Shelby Foote or Jeff Shahara, the the, uh, the 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 patron saint of the Civil War. Sure. 
Right. So, so the answer to what do we do with stuff like that? <laughs> okay. Is, okay. Let's go back to it. Do do. Okay. Here, I, my answer is, I just say those are cool. If you want to go look into those for historical reasons, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Don't be applying it to what we know as the Word of God, because well, that's all I have to look at. I'm, I'm going to say this again, and for people me. are going to get so tired of me saying this. <laughs> and I hope you do. I hope you don't. I hope you do. Um, love God. Yep. Love other people. Yep. Don't. Anything beyond that is religion. Don't can, get hung can up on it. Can quickly become religion. Yes, Paul, I believe Paul was inspired by God to write the things he wrote. Yes. Same with Matthew, Mark, yep. Luke, all of them. John, everybody. But don't don't try to muddy the water because you love distraction. And and trust me, I love distractions. Sure. Sure. And and I and it can muddy the water. It can just if nothing else just distract me for a while. Yeah. And that's not good. Yeah. And so listen, yeah, my answer when it was asked of me was, why do you care? Why does it matter? Mm -hmm. Is it so radically different that eating babies is right or wrong? Right. I look at, my, my, my question is always in the motivation. Why do you want to know? Huh. Right, do you want to know because you think it'll change your point of view on the Bible? If that's so, you probably shouldn't read that. Right. Do you do you have an axe to grind? Right. Why don't you are just you trying to prove something wrong? Yeah. Or are you just like like me? I'm a nerd, and I think it's really cool. I like old stuff. I don't really care. Hence me. <laughs> that's why. That's why we're gonna figure out a way to put nanites in your brain and keep you alive. Um, but no, I look at it and go. For me. When I went down the road of looking at Dead Sea Scrolls and looking at, you know, many other manuscripts and, you know, blah, 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 all, all, all that good stuff. It's the same fascination that I get with the fact that, holy crap, they, that guy's holding an actual oil lamp mm -hmm. that Matthew might have held on to if he stayed there, mm -hmm. you know. Or George Washington. George Washington slept here. And all the, his, the, all the sites in Israel. It's kind of like the Georgia. Never mind. What? Nothing. You lost me, bud. I'm going to close that file cabinet drawer right now. <laughs> you lost me. Did George Washington go to Israel? No. Oh. I don't you, know. You know all the sites in America where they put up plaques that George Washington slept here? Oh. George Washington slept here. Oh, okay. It's like, you know, the places. I've never seen a plaque that said George Washington slept here. Seriously? Ever. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was a thing. Oh, yeah, it's a big thing. That he slept somewhere? Yes. Why? Was he, he nomadic people as well? Because he traveled. Hmm. It was it. It took him more than twenty minutes on the, I don't know on the why train people to keep get going. from Philadelphia to, to 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 New York. I don't know why people keep going over by the ocean to get to Mount Vernon. It's right down the road. It's like an hour away. That's <laughs> not even that near an ocean. Right. I don't get it. Um, anyway, sorry. Another bad joke. Um, okay. So that's kind of an overarching history and understanding of biblical culture. That's a really... Really broad strokes. Really broad, cut the very tippy tops off the mountains. Yeah, really, 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 really broad. And it took us this long. Yeah. <laughs> Do y'all want to go after this some more? Do you want to break it down? Because what the plan as it stands now... What is the plan? Because I don't know, Stan. Well, Stan, what's, uh, what's the, the plan... plan? Uh, 
I thought was that well, I thought it would be good to hit mainly the letters of Paul. Okay. Possibly some of the the like Peter and okay, but but not necessarily examining the writing. No. But talking about the cultural and historical context in which it was set, specifically by city. And it's, and it's important because you have to understand the historicity, the, the, the actual factual history of the Bible. It is not just a collection of fairy tales or something. Right. This is real history. It is real. These cities are real. The places are real. Mm -hmm. And they may have different names now, but you can go look at them. You can go there. I know people who have sat on the steps of temples in Ephesus. That's cool. Because they're there. That's cool. You can go sit there. Yeah. <laughs> you probably have to pay a dude with a funny hat. <laughs> Can't show you without my fez on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I have, so one of, the, one of my old youth pastors uh, sent a picture when he was on vacation. Um, and he was sitting on temple steps in Ephesus. Wow. I don't know if it was the temple. That's pretty cool. But it was a temple, supposedly where Paul would have taught. And they were actually sitting and having a Bible study in that same spot. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's very cool. And it's like, you know, not... It's just a place, right? It's just a hunk of ground like the rest of the earth, but... Something significant happened there. Right. And for him, what he described to me was when I was there, you're standing here looking around and you're going, you can see and you, can, you don't have to imagine in your well, mind's can, eye yeah, yeah. what it would have been like. You can see it. I, I, I mentioned Civil War stuff earlier. People will go to Gettysburg and just stand on a little round top and look out. And, and in their minds, I imagine the battle. Yeah. Or the if battles. you go there at the right time of year, you don't have to imagine. Right. You can watch people do it. Yeah. But it's, it's the same thing, a connection to place. Yeah. Yeah. For some people, that's really cool. And for other people, it's like, oh, okay. You know, they give the Grand Canyon nod and off they go. For me, I'm the type of person that it's a really cool thing. Yeah. I get, I get really excited about it. Not for any other reason than I'm a geek. Like, I don't put any sort of, like, special spiritual attachment to yes. a place. Yes. It's not about, I don't think I'm going to go, you know, heal my broken toe by standing in the place where Paul taught in Ephesus. But I want to go there so that I can go, this is amazing. This is awesome. Yeah. I want to go eat an olive tree from, yeah. I want to go yeah, eat yeah, an yeah, olive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I want to, <laughs> I want to go stand on a beach where Peter would have brought his boat in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just imagine what his life was like. Yeah. What was his world like? I just want to visually see it because my mind already draws pictures when I read. That's how right. my brain functions. Right. And so to be able to physically touch and see and be in places. A few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, uh, almost a month ago now, 
Kaya's birthday, right? We went to Kosai, mm-hmm. and they had the King Tut exhibit. Mm-hmm. To be able to stand in that room and touch things mm-hmm. and look at all these things, mm-hmm. and it's like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it triggers things. This is how geeky I get, right? I'm looking at this thing going, that's only three inches by three inches square. But there is so much happening on it. Yeah. What guy did that? Mm-hmm. There's a guy who did that. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have tools, like like mechanical tools. He had a hammer and something else. Yeah. Making incredibly fine art and lots of it in a really, really teeny tiny space. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here going, imagining some guy, you know, hunkered over this thing, chipping away at it <laughs> at candlelight. <laughs> and, and You're almost quivering. And it's, it's so it's fun to watch. It's so fantastic. Yeah, yeah. If they would have let me, I would have opened the cases and smelled it. <laughs> yes. Be- because yeah. it's... I get so excited about it. And that's the same thing that people get when they when they go to see the sites that as much as we know, this is where Jesus sure. did different things, or this is where the apostles did yeah, it. This yeah. is the city where Paul yeah. taught. It's on that, my list. I want to go to Israel. Be, yeah. I want to I want to I would love to go to Israel and do the thing there. I would love to go and see the Sea Sea of Galilee. I would love to go mm-hmm. uh, you know catch some olives in a garden <laughs> i would love to go to to ephesus i would i, I want to go to crete i want to go to the island of crete. Oh, absolutely it's beautiful yeah it's gorgeous yeah i want to go there i want to go to these places uh-huh. right that's it's on my bucket list i'm yeah. gonna do it someday and probably when i'm old but you know it, hopefully I, you I, get the chance I, to do I, it i want to do it i'm sitting here saying this knowing darn good and well i've never seen the grand canyon i've never been to yellowstone I want to do those things too. I want to go to Gettysburg. I want to go to Jamestown. I want to go to the other because I love the context. For me, I geek out on the context. I love because again, it's how my brain works and I already have pictures to the not to to what I'm intaking right. in my brain, right? So to be able to actually see it and put it into a visual context, mm-hmm. it locks everything in place, mm-hmm. and it and, and it becomes not that it, again, not that it's not already real to me, right? Biblically speaking, but it becomes a lie. It, it, there's, it, a, there's it, a different texture to right. it. It it works. It just works mm-hmm. for me. And so it's like I looked at one guy today and I said, so well, are, you know, are there people in this church that, that, that frustrate you that, you know, because we were talking about conflict and, and, you know, and distraction and mm-hmm. things like that. And this guy completely 100 percent honestly looked at me and went, no, no, not at all. And he, he I, I know this. Guy, he's dead on serious. Cat loves everybody. Yeah. And then none of the other stuff matters, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, sure. Um, well, there's that. Okay, we're there. Now, why did we go through all this? I hope that for some of you, this is a, a deepening of your faith. I hope this is something that you you might share with people 
share this episode or share some of the facts. You know, there, there might be some that we got wrong or, or a little sideways. <laughs> Apparently, I've got a lot wrong. John. <laughs> wow. I probably knew that at some point. Yeah, I'm sure you did. You don't I, get, I had you to don't, have. You had to have known. I had to have known that. And it morphed into the same drawer, into the J drawer. We all got stuffed in the same filing <laughs> yeah, cabinet. Yeah, it's all John now. <laughs> but the reason that we're doing this is... I had to have known that. It's, oh, it's going to bother him. He's going to text me at 5 o'clock in the morning. I think I knew it. Oh, but <laughs> and I know I knew it because of this. Yes. Um, the reason we do it is, is so that you get, a, a, a di- like we said, a different feel, a different texture, and an opportunity to make all of this so incredibly real which doesn't take away from any of the... Uh, it doesn't mean it isn't real already. Right. And it doesn't take away from the, the, the spiritual nature of our lives and the spiritual nature of our relationship with God. It just allows us a touch point because we are physical and we are here. So, in all of this, if this has blessed you, cool. If you want to bless someone else with it, cool if you go i really will come back and listen to them again when they're done with all this stuff <laughs> then we will let you know you just have to have to have to keep asking us are you done yet the whole point you know god's working you know god probably god is smiling at, at a certain amount of of, of 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 how real can we make this how real do we understand it to be and we take that understanding, and just like that guy who loves everybody, we just take all this, and we go, and we find someone to bless with it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Go find someone to bless. Love you. Bye.